Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 324. I'm Dave, fresh from my deathbed. Um, Rich, how are you going, man? Uh, I'm, I'm here in, 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 in sort of, not really even in body, just barely in spirit. I, I'm kind of like Palpatine, you know, like in the later years. <laughs> uh, are you Palpatine from the original or Palpatine from the uh, Rise of Skywalker? No, Palpatine from like, I think... Um, uh, Return of the Jedi. 
<laughs> That's how I feel <laughs> on my throne. Still good. That's still a fair bit of life in you, then. Yeah, he's still kicking. He's still kicking. Um, I don't even remember what what he did in Rise of Skywalker. I, I mean, I know that he's in it, it's but the old, like, decrepit, burnt, right. fingerless, fucking. Yeah. It made no dude hooked it, up to a machine. That movie just it honestly made no impact on me whatsoever like it just it just failed completely um but anyway um yeah so i'm fresh off my sick bed how have you been rich while i've been struggling to live man have you been okay yeah 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 nothing nothing to complain about nothing really nothing overly uh overly tiresome you know anything like that other than work being you know a shit show as usual but you know that's the norm well, man, I, I actually kept working this week just from home, and did to be honest, I, I wasn't even close to one hundred percent. Even today, I'm still not. But um, but I um, and today I just crashed. Like I I hit lunchtime, and I was like, I've got nothing left in me. You know, like I had just nothing left. I was mm-hmm. like, I sat in this in the sun with Cooper, and it was nice actually. Um, but one thing I was, and I couldn't even play a game or anything until today. I played a bit of Witcher. Um, I had no energy, but I couldn't sleep well because of my stomach was so bad and um, like stomach pain. And so I was actually, I got through more of The Fugitive, almost finished season two. David Jansen just gives a master class on acting every show. Rich, you've got to watch this show, man. Seriously. Like, you are sleeping on one of the greatest shows of all time. I'm serious, Rich. You'd love this show, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't doubt it, but I've got yeah. I've got lots of other things to watch, Dave. I'll I put it on the list. I can't imagine anything that's going to go close to this, man. Like, I was watching it during the, the the week, and yeah, okay, I was sick and, you know, staring into the void and just, like, nothing left. Actually, maybe you hallucinated a lot of it. I was just, like, watching this guy <laughs> act. I was just thinking, this guy's just carving up the screen, you know? Like, they just, like, they just don't make shows as good. Seriously. Like, they just do not. They just fail, you know? And actually, something that in- interests me, like, this is a primetime network show back in, like, early 60s, 62 to 66, that sometimes the content matter, it, 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 it's actually quite serious. Like, a lot of the time, like, the situations, obviously the, you know, violence is... is very sort of uh, implied or just, you know, punch-ups, but the situations he gets in and stuff, like, it is a very dramatic show. I I, th- I think that that's probably, it was probably a bit of a game-changer because, I mean, I'm just, it really stands the test of time. I'm really excited to get to that last season, which is in colour. And I said to my mother, does he catch the one-armed man? And she goes, you're going to have to finish watching it, you know? <laughs> she watched it at the time. She always says, oh, he's such a good-looking man. <laughs> she loves someone's it. a bit someone's a bit smitten oh she loves david jansen for sure um now but like whilst dying i still had some some good things happen to me this week i got my arctic bat gi joe classified or i haven't got it i ordered it and i got the crimson bat as well um this arctic bat man i was sitting there on amazon just waiting because i one day the price dropped and i was out on a walk and because before that, the price was a bit too high. I was like, I, I can wait until it hits Australian retailers and, you know, probably Amazon and it'll, it'll you know, drop a bit. And then I was out on a walk with Cooper and it dropped 
And by the time, by sort of by the time I looked at it again, which was like an hour or so later, it had gone back up again, and I was pissed mm-hmm. off. And, and like they obviously sell them in lots, like you know, t- t- lots of ten and stuff. But anyway, the next day the same thing happened. It dropped to um, it dropped like to, to about fifty bucks. I instantly bought it, and um, and then by the time I was back home, it had already um, escalated. You know, another twenty five, and I was just like, perfect. Just just picked it when the market slumped. You know, I was pretty happy with myself, Rich. I was very happy with myself, actually. And why shouldn't you be happy with yourself? Yeah. So I'm building, um, in terms of the bats, which are the robots, if you don't know, um, that Cobra uses, the battle android somethings. Um, I, I'm going to have a crimson bat, arctic bat. Uh, I've got a the standard bat, and I may have another one. Uh, but then I'm also going to get the crimson twins, and the Crimson Baroness. So gonna because I've got the Crimson Guard, and I've ordered the Crimson Viper. So it's really look, looking fucking pretty fantastic at the moment, Rich, isn't it? Really, like I mean, mm-hmm. this is a reason. As I dragged myself through this week, I was thinking of that Arctic Bat at one point. I was just like, I've got that Arctic Bat coming. Just hang on, just hang on, Dave. Deadpool three. <laughs> I was like, I was actually thinking to myself, Deadpool three. It's going to come out after the strike and the Arctic bat. Just hang on, you know, like cling to life. Not, 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 not thriving, you know what I mean? Not thriving, just clinging to life. Very Palpatine style, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I've got a... Now, I don't know if this was a controversy. Lobo, I noticed this. This is hilarious. I was looking at my Lobo action figure thinking, man, what a great figure. And then I noticed he doesn't have his Iron Cross. Lobo in the 90s always had that Iron Cross. That's been retconned out of Lobo figures, Rich. You know the Iron Cross that he, he, he was wearing until like the 2000s, you know, and sometime in the last 10 years they've taken away the Iron Cross. Could that be because they associate it, well, I mean, rightly so, with German military? I mean, I can't think of any other reason. Yeah, but I mean, I think the Iron Cross is more global than that, isn't it? I don't know. I, I've got no idea. I, I know lots of. Um, I mean, I, I think a lot of armies use Iron Cross as a as a. Do they? A medal as an award, don't they? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I knew the Germans did, and even then, I don't really know the extent of it. I, I know it's not just a Nazi thing, though. I, I think it's like a long-standing German thing. Stretching at least back to the First World War, if not before. So it's a German military yeah, well, thing. So I'm looking at now. The Iron Cross was a military decoration in the Kingdom of Prussia, right? And later in the German Empire, and okay. then I mean, eventually. So that's 1800s Germany. That's 1800s though. So it's well before the Nazis. Oh, well, the German Empire, yeah, adopted it 1871, but before okay. that, it was Prussia. So I mean, it, it it exists even probably before the 1800s. So yeah, man, like. I don't know, dude. I, I guess I get it. It's not like it's just wash ticker, though, you know, in which case I'd be 100% behind banning it. But but what I more noticed was I think they've phased it out themselves over the last 10 years because I remember seeing it at least into the early 2000s on Lobo, you know? Yeah, but can I just say something? Look, I'm okay with banning something that was created by the Nazis. Me too. You, you know, and if they created a symbol... Sure. Then I'm yeah I'm like okay let's not use it but this predates them by like 
literally hundreds of years, they co-opted it or they, yeah. you know, or, or whatever you want to, but again, it doesn't belong to them. It wasn't created by the Nazi, you no. know, Germany. So I just don't understand that people get their panties in a twist over. It feels um, like they've done things. a bit of like, what do you call, um, you know, preemptive cancelling of their own thing before they draw heat. Mm. You know, they've gone, oh, you know what? And you know what? It's not the end of the world. I, I just noticed it. Today. No, I just think it's silly. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, now, Rich, what have you been reading and watching this week, by the way, Rich, while I've been dying? Anything? Um, watching? Nothing really. Um, I've actually been reading um, uh, the, the, the Mark Wade's uh, World Finest. I hope he's very um, fucking Teen which, Titans. Jesus. Well, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to check out the Teen Titans because it's um, it's set in the same time period. Because this world's finest, it's it's um, it's set in the past. So, um, well, I'll like, tell you what they weren't doing in the past: tweeting and hashtagging, which is what they're doing in Teen Titans. Yeah, but this is in the past, Dave, because this is this is Grayson, Robin. And yeah, but I Phoebe. hated that. I get it. I get it. No, I get it. It's it's supposed to be the original Teen yeah, Titans. It's the past of now, not the past of 1960, 1950. It's the past of their current timeline or whatever. Yeah, but when the, when the fuck was Grayson tweeting? Mm -mm. It wasn't Grayson, man. It was Speedy. Grayson was um, whatever. chewing any of Speedy them. out. Any of them, it. man. Any of them. Dude, like, I don't know. I, look, that's if you're going to modernize it, that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, let, let's be honest. Fucking hell, we do live in a world where everyone has to TikTok, tweet, Instagram, you know, fucking everything that they do, including their crimes. I mean, pff, I mean, it's not, it's not like he's doing something that's like unimaginable. Yeah, but like, dude, in the I do think that he's the 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 what hurts Mark Wade, and we'll discuss this when we discuss yeah. it. Is I just don't think he's very good at writing teen dialogue. Anymore. I'd say fucking awful, think, actually. Like I'd say, he's I think he's, he's too he's too old now to be writing <laughs> teenage characters. Like I think he I should just... be banned. Based on what I read this week, I thought it was some of the worst I've seen, certainly from a professional writer of his stature ever. Uh, that said, uh, I wouldn't go that far. That said, that said, I agree on Batman and Superman, no problem, um, at all. And anyway, so tell us about the world's finest Superman because that I'm interested in. Like, what's going on in yeah, there? I, I, so I've, I've been enjoying. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't really enjoy the first story arc where they're battling some no, fucking Chinese demon. No, neither or did whatever. I. And uh, fact, that's where I stopped. And, yeah, and in fact, I thought I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this run, but. Uh, I, I just saw this Boy Thunder, and then I saw in the next story arc they were taking on Amazo and all that sort of stuff. I was like, ah, oh, let me just check it out. Let me, you know, these are. And I like the storyline. So the storyline I just read was the one where he's basically. It looks like he's got a sidekick called Boy Thunder or some Thunder Boy or whatever, mm. and um, he's actually a kid from a parallel Earth, right? Mm -hmm. So his parents, like Superman, sent him. The difference is that he kind of. This kid caused his parents' death. <laughs> um, really? Kind of not intentionally. Like, he also didn't believe that the world was coming to an end, and so he was mucking around with the machine that was going to save them all, and wow. he kind of fucked it up, and then they didn't have time to build it, and they only had time to shove him in it and really? send him off and whatnot. So I, I thought that was a cool twist on it. But the kid's just filled with so much fucking anger and guilt and all that sort of shit, you know what I mean? Like, he's literally wanting to kill people. Wow. And they actually have a little... Uh, a little splash page when he's doing something and it's Magog. Right. 
from Kingdom Come. The guy you know, basically Joker. over the Joker, gonna yeah. go kill the Joker sort of thing, and all that. And you kind of going like, "Ooh, like, what's what's this?" You know, like, is he is he's like, "Oh, well, Jeff Johns used my Kingdom Come stuff. Maybe I can, you know, I'll I'll use it in this storyline and all that." And anyway, something happens. Uh, the Joker's involved. The keys involved. All sort of shit, and the the kid gets shunted off to another Earth. But the Earth he winds up on has the guy Gog. If you remember Gog, the guy that created Magog. You know, that big giant purple dude. I don't. It's from Justice Society. If you remember Justice Society where they created Magog. Well, Jeff Johns created Anyway, anyway, the guy that creates Magog, that's the Earth that he winds up on. So it's obviously heavy implied that this kid um, obviously must become Magog or something like that. Oh, because Mark Wade, I kept thinking, I was thinking that Jeff Johns did Kingdom Come. That's Mark Wade, isn't it? Yeah, Mark Wade did Kingdom Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I got confused because I knew that Jeff Johns did the Magog thing in JSA. Right. Yeah, well, that's what Jeff Johns does. He, he always mines okay. well, um, th- th- other th- stuff. That sounds a lot more... Because, to be honest, I read that first arc with the demon, and I... Str- I mean, I didn't struggle. I just found it very... Un- oh, no, it wasn't terrible, but it was kind of like, ah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, again, it's set in the past. It's not... It's not current sort of continuity. It's not like in the end, it doesn't matter. You know, this is like it's Mark Wade is doing the world's finest is what Marvel is doing with JM and yeah, and yeah, all yeah. those guys where they're they allowing them to do stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not tied into current. It's really almost like playing the greatest hits kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them sort of play in their own little sort of sandbox and say, you know, go ahead and have fun. And yeah, all you can't stuff, break so. anything in there because you're just in your own little box. Honestly, uh, look. As I said, I'd much rather read this world finest. Um, mm. You know, less is Mark Wade maybe a little bit over his prime? Yes, sure. But at least he still knows how to tell an entertaining. And even when he has, you know, it's Mark Wade now. It's current Mark Wade, so he's got his little, yeah, you know, things that he likes to say in his little soapbox. But it's very minimal, at least. Like at least he's like. Oh, yeah. More interested in telling a good story with throwing in the occasional. He's definitely, you know, in general, soapbox. a very good writer. In general, over the balance of things, like he's very good. Mm. Um, I, I have always found, dating back ten years ago, that when he was on Marvel on Champions, I, I found his writing of teenagers was was incredibly cringeworthy there, and that's continued. Mm. But. Could could I foresee Mark Wade? Hey, look, he's not Mark Wade who's writing Tower of Babel or Kingdom Come. He's a he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like a rocker who's like twenty five years past his prime, but can still do okay. You know. Yeah. Um, well, so what, what I like about Wade is that, like Johns, mm. he he uses the past. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's happy to sort of dig in and see what's come before, and and sure. maybe you know uh, delve a bit more into a story or bring a character back or yeah. something like that. Which I just feel a lot of the current new writers they just they far interested in forging ahead, creating their own canon mm. and and stuff that they don't really care what's sort of come what's come before and and what can be. Um, I think you've got to do it both. You know, really. No, no, but what I'm saying is they have no interest whatsoever. Like, no. like they have zero interest in, well, in so, pulling anything them, from the past and building upon it. Some of them, I, it's like they've never read a single comic ever from DC. You know, not, not even the character. They've probably only just read the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like not even the character. Like, it's, like let's just take use Black Canary. It's not like they haven't even read Black Canary. They haven't read anything. So they're just like, wow, just almost just completely rudderless. And, you know, and it's, it's, it, it, I mean, it's, 
it's hard to take it seriously, and I just don't. It's just it, it fails to connect. But um, you know, I think we should do. You know what I think we should do? The second arc of World's Finest because I can't be bothered doing the first arc because I found it very just almost me- mediocre, and I can only imagine it gets better. So I'm almost thinking like book two, we might we might do that ASAP. You know, because uh, I do believe that I would be very interested. Because I love my world's finest. I've got like at least two omnibuses of world's finest from back in the Silver Age. I, I I've always loved that Batman Superman team up book. You know, um, what's his name? Jeff Loeb did a great one. Remember? Mm. Um, is it? Oh, he is he's still the best. The, the 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 Superman Batman book. Yeah, it's still yeah. He's still by far the absolute best. Like nothing, yeah. nothing. I mean, th- this is this is like a. As much as I'm enjoying it, this is a a pale oh, imitation. Really? Well, that's disappointing. Um, that's disappointing. I would have hoped it to be. A bit no, no, I'm saying in comparison to that. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, it's it, it's it's not equal. It's not better. Mm. Um, again, of the shit that I am willing to read today, sure. current stuff, it's the best so far that I've read. All right. Well, um, I yeah think we should maybe do the second arc. ASAP, like you know, we'll do we'll do like a, a few issues of it. Like we'll go past book one, which is I think the first five or six issues, which is that demon story, which I didn't find that intriguing. And we might do the next batch. Um, we'll we'll do that um, in the next month sometime. I'll pick it, okay? Because I, I would yeah, sure. I would like to sit down and 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 read it to be yes. honest myself. Well, soon one of my picks is I want to. Um... Uh, I want to uh, read the the, the Stargirl, um mini that um, Jeff Johns did with the Lost Children. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. I mean, we we uh, we did some of that, and it was good. We did the first issue, yes, but I actually want to uh, I want to read the whole thing, the, the yeah. all six issues. I think that'd be good. Well, there you go, Rich. You've got a suggestion. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've got a huge rumor. Hugh Jackman is rumoured to be playing a major role in the Secret Wars movie, and this comes from some sources close to Hugh Jackman as well. Seriously. I'm, I'm reporting on this right now. Um, is it... Yeah, this okay. comes from this comes from sources close to Hugh Jackman camp. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's I'm not saying it's locked in or anything. I'm just saying okay. I'm just saying it's 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 being very openly discussed. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, uh, you, you, what do you think about that, man? Doubt it. What was that? Doubt it. <laughs> why? Is it just because I wanted so bad that you're doubting it? Is that why? Is that is that it? Like, no, I just it's one of those things that I just think it's um, well. Okay, fine. Well, um, you've got to be careful with these rumors because I'll bring a story forward um, <laughs> where uh, we we reported. I think it was last week or the week before that. Um, Taylor Swift will be playing Dazzler in Deadpool oh, 3. I got very uh, excited. That's turned out to be absolutely false rumours. So. I, I got very excited from memory, didn't I? I, I, was, I, yeah. I was quite So curious. you you got to be very careful. With, uh, there's just people well, that love rumor. to put rumours online, man, because it's so easy to get, like, it's spread. But, dude, I'm telling you this comes from sources close to the Hugh Jackman camp. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Okay. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, okay. I, well, I doubt it, but okay. All I'm saying is there's discussions being had, man. That's all. And and those those discussions probably revolve around numbers, man. You know? Like, honestly. Like, it, it'll come to a number like, at the end of the day. That's what it will be. You know? 
Um, they're desperate for a hit, man. They're desperate for a fucking huge hit. You know? I just, I, I don't see it. I see it, man. I see it all fucking day long. Jesus Christ, I hope it happens now, just to prove you wrong. <laughs> hey, for you, hey, I'm, I, I'm if, happy for it to, if, to be. If, if, if it is, it is. If he turns up in, like, a super brief cameo, does that count? I think it counts. If he turns up in where? In a, like a super brief cameo. No, that doesn't count. It counts, man, because that'll no, be in the doesn't. MCU, man. No, Dave, yeah, I'll read it for you. I'll read it for you. <laughs> Hugh Jackman rumored to be playing a major role in Secret Wars movie. Now, I just want you to I want to bring your attention to the one word in the sentence it says major. That may be me getting excited. <laughs> major. Just want to put that in there. Major. All right. But... Do, 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 would I think that he could possibly do it? Yes, a, a quick two-second cameo? Of course. Do I think he's playing a major role in Secret Wars? Doubtful. Well, think about this, man. Um, they haven't, in the mainstream MCU, brought in the X-Men. I mean, it's only been... Like Xavier was in the, you know, Illuminati thing and stuff. But if you think about Secret Wars, it's almost the perfect opportunity because that happened on that planet Battle World and it was like members from every group. You know, it was, it, they were cherry picked. So you could again have only a couple of X Men, you know, and a couple of Avengers and, a, you know, bits, you know, you know what I mean? Rather than every man and his dog being there, you could be very selective and it could be a way. To, sure. to bring it in. Possibly, but they already did that in what? um in Doctor Strange. I don't know if they're gonna go back no, to that well be, again. This would be in the mainstream universe, man. Not that was an alternate thing. That was an alternate fucking universe. Man. Uh, no, but I mean, isn't Secret Wars supposed to be like I okay, I know Secret Wars are in all timeline, but that's what they majorly focus in, you know, is all this timeline. Yeah, I don't know, man. Bullshit stuff. So I don't look. I don't know what they're planning for Secret Wars. I mean, after after the colossal fucking boring fest that invade uh, Secret Invasion was, do I give a crap about Secret Wars? No, I do. Are you kidding? Secret Wars, man. That's what I know I'm... you do. But the MCU Secret Wars? Do you think I care? No. <laughs> well, if they bring in the X Men, I'll care for sure. Did imagine if it was like I was thinking about this the other day. You could literally, the original Secret Wars comic, you could bring in Xavier, um, in fact, Cyclops, uh, Wolverine, the Fantastic Four, um, some Avengers, I forget who was there, I assume Captain America, Hulk, Spider-Man. I mean, dude, this sounds like the greatest fucking movie ever. You know, and, and not all the fucking riffraff has to get included. Like, Black Panther... You know, Shuri could stay at home. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the the shit characters. Doctor Strange, stay at fucking home. You know, let's just focus on the classics. You know, that's what I'm thinking about, man. I was thinking about it the other day. No, see, I don't know, Dave. I think you give the MCU far too much fucking credit, like, on what they can achieve and what they can do. Far too much uh, optimism and, and, and like, yeah. I, like, for, I, the problem for you is you just think, that, like, oh, like, no bounds, man. Jesus Christ, they could pull in every character from every comic book like they're going to do it. And you know they never will. I mean... Jesus Christ, look what they did for... I'm sorry, but look what they did for the, the Multiverse of Madness. 
Like, yeah, yeah cool, they brought in Patrick Stewart, but yeah. every other character was a made-up, yeah. non-existent character from their MCU and not... Oh, you know the, who the I saw complaining the other day? The woman who plays um, Agent Carter. She was, bitching, yeah. she was bitching and moaning about how Peggy Carter got killed in that, in that. Well, of course she did, man. But, like, I'm also, like, you chose to take the fucking money and play the role. Like, it wasn't AI, you know? Like, they came to you and said, we want this, blah, blah, blah. You know, they cut a deal. She did a, like, little fucking piece of work and she was done and paid. Yeah, but it's it's a typical um, uh, Hollywood thing, actor thing, where they complain after the fact. Yeah, they, take the money, yeah they take the money, the and then complain. Then they then all of a sudden they're making a stand. Now I'm taking a stand <laughs> again. It's like, well, why didn't you take a stand before yeah, they did it? But that was the, I was like, hold on a second, love. You, it's not like you walked away from the role. It's not like you saw the script and went, oh no no no. You were like, oh yes, please. And, and she was. It was. It was. It was just funny because. I was <laughs> oh, like, have you seen Have you seen Parks and Rec? Yeah, I've seen lots of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, uh, oh fuck, the guy's sister who goes money, please. <laughs> That's actors. <laughs> they go money, please, and then they're like, now let me be all hoity-toity and yeah. tell you how I feel about this role and how disrespectful it was. Like, remember Michael Shannon when he was going on about how playing Zod wasn't challenging and was, like, bashing action figures together and blah, blah, blah. And he's kind of right, but also, hey, you took the fucking role and played it, like, and we're complaining about yeah, it. Like- no, that's my point. I don't have any respect for these actors who, who you know, like, look, he did Man of Steel, and if he felt disappointed in the character and all that, and then you read the script before you took it on... You came back. I, I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't give any credence, any weight to what the fuck you just said. So, but, but, but surely, I mean, surely, he would have given a cursory look at the flash script and gone, oh, okay. There's only a, you know, 10 no. Pages. That's what I mean. Like, you, you don't get to read the script and then bitch and moan about. Uh, well, or, what's or, or you could it. just say no, if if he really doesn't want that very easy, let's face it, very easy payday. You know, like it's a, I mean, you'd be a fool to turn it down because like, why not? It's easy money. And, it, but but if he'd actually turned it down and then and then come out in the press and said, oh, you know, I just didn't see enough depth and roll, I'd at least yes. be like, you know, okay, that's fine. Um, but Oh, I have far more respect for him. Far more. He was complaining about it like the week after it came out. I was like, dude, I don't get it. I just don't understand what you're doing. And the same thing with this Hayley Atwell. Like, I liked her in something recently. And I saw her, and she was holding court like she was martyred. Like, she was so stunned and disappointed. I'm like, love, I assume you saw a script. You you saw what a small little piece of character that was. And, yeah, it sucked. I agree. The Illuminati all got killed. But... I didn't see Patrick Stewart come out and go. But also, but also, I just want to say to love, you're not real. That character's not yeah, real. That's true. It's a makeup character that is not important or or even <laughs> consequential to the MCU in any bloody way. Like, yeah. f- f- just be glad that they even brought her back, even just to be killed. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you're in a pretty shit what if episode with some very poor animation that I watched. That was the only appearance that I know of that character. Maybe she's been in a comic somewhere, but 
She was very, very in a really bad what if animation. I don't know if she has been. Can can you know that? Like uh, maybe she has, but I I, I don't remember this character pre what if. Um, no, I think no, no. She was created for that. All I'm saying is maybe she. That's what I mean. So you you should be you should be thankful. Like I agree. Like I, don't I, hate to, I hate to break it to you, baby, but not many people watched your cartoon what if show. <laughs> So, you know, you know, be grateful. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But what what struck me was just the way she was talking, like you would have thought she was like forced at gunpoint to play the role. You know, like I was just like I'm sure that's probably you know what, that's how they tell it to themselves afterwards. (laughs) You know, you know those people that make a bad decision and then try and claim that someone coerced them or they were forced into it because they regret the decision. That that's basically actors, I think. To me though, it's what like she was fine. Like, you know, she died, whatever. She had probably had more screen time than some of the other ones who just got killed, like Black Bolt. I, I'm just... I, I, To me, I don't know why you have to whine and complain. Uh, like, it's like, you got paid. The movie did well. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone loved it, but it did well. It made a lot of money. Um, you've gone on to other things. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the Marvel Universe gave you a major leg up in your career, Harley Atwell. I know you had a career before, but it gave you a big boost. Um, mm. Little bit of gratitude rather than pissing and moaning in, in an interview before the world's press. Like, I, I saw it I saw it this week, and I was just like, honestly, like, love. Uh, she was in something recently where I liked her, and, and she just lost all that. Recently, I saw her in um, uh, the Mission Impossible. She's in the new Mission Impossible. Yes, I liked her in that. And that was what I was thinking of. And then I saw her complaining, and I was just like, honestly, love. Like, and also, and here's another thing I'm going to say. A lot of these roles, in not just Marvel, in action movies and stuff, they're not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, like I understand you have to look good. You have to punch a line, blah, blah, blah. But they're not so incredibly complex and deep and layered that, you know, the other thing you're doing instead of Marvel is so amazing. Like, you're not... It's not like you're playing fucking, you know, Julius Caesar or something. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I think... Mm -hmm. I I know some roles are, of course, but a lot of the roles that these actors get in, in in mainstream action movies, I I don't actually think they're incredibly demanding acting jobs, honestly. Very highly paid jobs, and you have to look good. I that and you have to be able to deliver a line, but I don't think it's like acting. Listen, of the I, I did some acting in 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 uh, high school. Okay, these people um, overvalue themselves. Sure. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not like it's it's easy, but it's not as hard as they make it out to be. Like, especially a lot of the movies that get made. Like, That's what I'm saying. Okay. Fine. Yeah. If you if you're talking about some sort of like auteur movie, you know. Mm. Um, sort of thing but i'm sorry you you just need to hit your mark punch a line in 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 an mcu movie or a uh a mission impossible movie no offense like yeah you know what i mean it ain't shakespeare like let's you know tone it down i think a lot of the more challenging stuff is actually directing it all uh, the special effects and i understand it can be challenging acting in green screens and to like you know how they to sort of puppets and stuff or whatever like you know you know balls soccer balls and stuff. i get it that's challenging but it's no more challenging to me than driving a car you know what i mean like once mm. you've done it once 
you're pretty much, and you've learnt what you're doing, it's not going to be that hard for a, for a decent actor. And I think she is a decent actor as well. Can I say that? I think she's a decent actor. I, don't... Again, I feel most actors are decent because, again, it's not, I, I said, I don't mean to sound nasty, but it's like, you know, like, it's not the hardest job in the world. Like It's really not. It's really not. Like, some roles, yes, a lot more demanding. Um, a lot of the main popcorn movies that come out, I, I'd say over the last probably 30, 40 years, I don't think it's that hard, honestly. I really don't. I th- I not, certainly, no, not as hard as they, certainly not as hard as they make out, you know? Um, For sure. Yeah. Now, something that was really picking my spirits up, I was really sick, and, um, you know, I love my G.I. Joe, and I found out there was a Rambo cartoon in the 80s. I downloaded it, Rich. It's fucking Oh, cool. yeah. Oh, dude, it's so fucking good. It's so cheesy. It's so 80s, man. It's 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 actually like it's everything you would hope for in a Rambo cartoon other than it's not voiced by Sly, but just the sheer uh, like kind of like jingoism. And it's very G.I. Joe-like, you know, but, in, but focused on um, Rambo. But they did 60 episodes. Apparently it was a big hit. Stallone hated it, did, didn't want a bar of it. Um, but I mean, I watched a couple of episodes. It's fun, you know what I mean. Like if you if you're after a, if you're fun, cartoon. What, what I love is that's the decade of let's take everything and make it a kids cartoon. Like yeah. they made a Conan cartoon, they made a RoboCop cartoon, <laughs> they made a Rambo cartoon. The, I just love that they used to just go fuck it, let's just make a cartoon of everything. Yeah, I never saw RoboCop. What was that like? Uh, I get very kiddified, like he didn't kill anyone or anything like that, sure. but, you know, again, just to, you know, beat the bad guy. It was a weekly, you know, let's beat the bad guy. Wow, see, I never saw that one. I reckon I probably knew there was a Rambo cartoon, but I'm not sure I ever saw it because I was huge into Rambo, but I also didn't always see the cartoons on Saturday after a certain point because I was playing sport. Because mm-hmm. um, remember, but this is back in the day, people, where – it was like, well, at least where I grew up, Saturday morning cartoons. You know, that was where that was where it was. Um, if you wanted to catch this stuff, um, obviously, as in, we hit the nineties, it started to proliferate a lot more. But in the eighties, Rich, would you agree? I don't know what it's like in South Africa, but in Australia, it was very much like Saturday morning was where you caught those cartoons. Um, yeah, we uh, we actually they, they came on pretty much every morning, right? Um, uh, but Saturday would be the longer block, like. Mm. You, you would get them on for like an hour in the morning, like, you know, from seven to eight or something like that. I think it was a good way to get kids up or, you know, yeah, um, yeah. make sure they got up and like, oh, I can watch some cartoons before I go to school or something like that. But um, uh, no, Saturday you had your big block of like the morning cartoons, which was from, I think, some like seven o'clock till 10 o'clock or something. Yeah, like that. maybe even sometimes six, I remember. I remember Transformers used to come on first thing because I used to be able to catch it before I went and played like, you know, cricket or whatever I was I was playing, whatever sport. Um, but yeah, that's probably what happened with, with Rambo. Um, similar to G.I. Joe, I was very aware of G.I. Joe and one of my friends was a massive G.I. Joe fanatic. But um, it was it was I didn't actually see a lot of it at all, and I'm not sure I saw any Rambo. And but can I be honest? It was a lot of fun. I watched two episodes, and I was like, "This is a hell of a lot of fun." It's called Rambo: Force of Freedom, and he literally plays like it. Literally starts. It's so funny. Um, he's you know some shenanigans go down, and he's 
in a um, like in an idyllic, if you can imagine, like Canadian wilderness on a lake in a fishing boat, like you know, with the 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 bare chest and everything. And he's like fishing, and he's but he's got like a book on. He's asleep, and he's got a book on his chest. And then above him, there's a chopper, and there's the colonel, and he's going, "Rambo, your country needs you." <laughs> Literally, it's how it starts, <laughs> and Rambo sort of springs to attention, and he's off on the mission. <laughs> it's nice. Great. It's great, and I also because um, what I want to do is I recently watched First Blood Part One again, obviously, and and First Blood Part Two. Um, and then I wanted to watch Rambo three, uh, four, and then Last Blood again. So I and I've almost finished watching Rambo three, a, a movie that is a lot better than I remembered actually. Um, again, I saw it at cinemas. I enjoyed it, but I held Rambo First Blood Part two in such high esteem that I actually felt like it was really hard to top that. And I remember people being disappointed by Rambo three, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, watching it now, it, it's a fun movie. You know, it's um, it is a bit like a bit of a reheat of Rambo Part Two, mm-hmm. um, but it's fun. I mean, they go to Afghanistan and stuff, and they're fighting the Russians and stuff. Like it's well, to be fair, you, you generally watch movies for fun, so yeah. I mean, I, I I'm enjoying it. Like I I've almost got to the end of it. I was I yeah. I mean, it it, it stood up. I'm really looking forward to watching Rambo again, which is the one he did in about two thousand five or six. Because mm-hmm. I, I really liked that one. I've only seen that once, and I don't remember much of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be my next one I watch. But a lot of fun. Now, this this is actually not a rumour. This comes from Tiger Watiti. He was putting stuff up saying about his plans for Thor 5 if he does it. And he's making all these comments like the, the villain has to be bigger than Hela. Like, you know, Kate Blanchett's Hela. He's like, oh, we have mm. to go bigger. I was like, was she that amazing? I mean, it was the concept of it was cool. I mean, she was all right, I guess, but um, I don't know. You also have to make a decent movie after the last fiasco, you know. Uh, I would just say to him, "Okay, dickhead." Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan, Rich. Fuck no! Overrated, man. Tiger Waititi is massively overrated. I'm sorry. His star certainly yeah. lost some of its luster with Love and Thunder. But oh, the- I, no, 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 no. I, I didn't even have luster for the guy to fucking mm. begin with. I've, ju- I've, I've generally found him uh, annoying uh, from the get-go. In fact, you know what? You know what? I'm going to do it. Even though he had nothing to do with it other than starring it, I'm going to put the Green Lantern movie uh, blame on him too. Really? Well, they, they, they cast him to play um, Pyface. Who? Uh, you know the Hal Jordan's buddy, his mechanic buddy. Yeah, the he's... Eskimo. Yeah, buddy boy. Obviously, he wasn't playing an Eskimo. He was just playing a. Was he in that? I don't even remember him in that. Yeah, yeah, he was in there. What before he was a director? Yeah, I'm sure he was in the Green Lantern. I'm, was he I'm really? convinced. I'm sure that's where him and um, wow, uh, um, Ryan Reynolds started their probably their friendship. I did not know that at all. Um, that is, yeah. I didn't even realise he did any real acting other than his own movies. Um, I mean, I, I've liked the majority of what he's done. I like that TV show that he produces, um, Reservation Dogs. I love that show, actually. Um, I'm not yeah, sure. he, he actually played Tom Kalmuki, so they actually cast him as... They didn't cast an Eskimo. That's bullshit. They actually, yeah, they cast him as an actual um, uh, Eskimo. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, I remember that. So I've just decided. I've just decided right now because I, I dislike that man so much that I'm going to blame him for the Green Lantern. So, um, let me get this badness. right. What What is he anyway? What's his heritage? Is he New Zealander? Yeah, yeah. He's a he's um, he's a Maori. Right. So, so he played an Eskimo, and no one cared. No. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I don't really care either. But I mean. I mean, honestly, a lot of people, I only know he's an Eskimo because I've read a few Green Lantern comics where it gets mentioned, but mm. I guess a lot of people wouldn't even know that. He was like his little helper, wasn't he? He's a mechanic or something, wasn't he? Well, no, he was his friend. Like, um, you know, he, he was the only person that knew his Yeah, his but secret. he was the mechanic um, on the plane, wasn't he? Yeah, they worked together. He was he was his mechanic, but they were. it wasn't just like, a, what I'm saying, it wasn't just his mechanic. That he was... Um, they were work friends. They were work friends who became friends. Like you know, okay. actually became friends. So <laughs> I see. it's not like Batman and Alfred. You know, it's not like it was his butler and no, the no. family butler. No, I didn't yeah, realize. they were the same company and they became friends. I didn't realize they were like friend friends. I thought he was more just a mechanic buddy. You know no, again, mean? he was the only guy he he told his secret and. Um, well, you'd know. I mean, you'd know. You're you're, you're Mister yeah. Hal Jordan. So yeah, okay. I, well, well, there you go. I don't even remember it being the fucking movie. Mind you, I've only seen the movie once, you know, when it came out. I, it's not like I've seen it multiple times. Uh, sadly, I have seen it twice, only because I was like, Shh, maybe I imagined something. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, let me watch it again. Maybe, you know, what maybe i got to watch it a second time to appreciate it. Or I remember or, us sitting down, having, like, dinner or lunch. I forget what. But we were talking about it, saying we were hoping that it would be good, even though the trailers were giving both of us some anxiety. We were, like, hoping mm. it could be good and make serious money because it did have Ryan Reynolds. Um, it did look like it was big budget, which it was, uh, you know, and it, was, it wasn't that long after Iron Man. It didn't seem that unlikely that it could be a big hit. You know, it seemed possible that that could be, you know, a decent-sized hit movie. Um Unfortunately, just about everything went wrong um, in terms of that film. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, look, I'm sorry, but the biggest flaw was casting Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. It's it's just such a miscast. Although you could see um, why they did it. He was very I mean, big. At the I, I understand. Like, he's a rising star. You know, he's, he's making that name for himself. You know, let's get him... But he just—it's—he's not the—he wasn't the right—he was not the right pick for Hal Jordan. Like, he just yeah, he didn't portray that character in any way. No, I, I mean, I think it was only one of many problems. But yeah, um, oh no, 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 no! I said starting with like sure yeah. the issues start with that and then just keep going from there. One, yeah. not having a clear defined bad guy. Yes, um, you know. Um, whisking away to Oa for like briefly but then sending him back even though it's a major threat like uh look there's lots of issues with that movie but again i do feel like for me the the, the biggest one at the start before i even saw the movie i was just like i don't know if i like ryan reynolds as hell jordan so sure yeah 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 no you, it's almost the kind of thing where you could do a sort of breakdown treatise and i bet people have of sort of how not to make a movie and like almost every decision they made was the wrong one. Most like wrong decision, yeah. Yeah, like they were they were shooting for the stars. Their 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 hearts were in the right place. They wanted this big hit movie, but it was just I almost think they overcomplicated the 
the process somehow. Now, speaking of overcomplicated, Jesus Christ, I watch his Rebel Moon trailer, Rich. I, I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm confused. I, I'm sort of amazed. I did like some of the visuals, but what the fuck did I watch? Because I felt like I was watching about five different or six different movies. I, I couldn't even understand what I was watching. Well, I, I said to another friend, because I said to you, I said, like, I, I don't even know if... Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if Snyder knows what movie he's making. And I said to I said to another friend, I don't feel it was this trailer as much as it was a collage of yeah. um yeah. fantasy sci-fi tropes. Like I just feel like yeah. I, me personally, I know uh, some people seem to be getting quite excited mm. for this movie, but to me I feel like this is gonna be another um sucker punch. I think it's gonna be yeah. all style, uh no substance. Um, because I watched that trailer and it's a very long trailer. Um, super long, and there is so many tropes in this thing that it like it feels like a fantasy movie, it feels like a war movie, it feels like a 40k movie, it feels like a Star Wars movie. Like, it just I feel like he's trying to cram, and this is I think I think it's why he is a better director when he's working off an established story and characters. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I my, my I feel the best movies he's done. Is, um, I mean, obviously he's he's Dawn of the Dead, but that was kind of written by Gunn and all that sort of stuff. So you know, I, I just feel like when he's involved in the writing mm. and creating process, it's just it's 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 empty. It's it's, it's pretty but it's empty, chaotic, and yeah, visually quite stunning, but it nonsensical. I would almost say. I mean, yeah. I, I could not understand what I was. I mean, I was intrigued. In that I will watch it on Netflix because it's, it's I'm not costing me any money, you know, other than my Netflix subscription. I'll watch it. I don't mind watching it at home, but I'm sorry that wasn't a trailer. That was just like a clip show of just random things just thrown at you. I was just yeah. like, and, it, and like, also it went on forever. It felt like someone made a compilation of like the the the. Let's say the last ten sci-fi movies or something like that. Yeah. It felt like this compilation of like, look at all these different sci-fi movies, mm. because there, there didn't seem to be any through line. No, through to this thing that that actually made it feel like a uh, a movie, like a uh, um, yeah. a singular movie. It just didn't feel like a singular movie. I just I don't know. My prediction: another sucker punch. Yeah, I I, I think you could be hundred percent right, man. I mean, it was it was super confusing. I, I like. Honestly, I, I don't know what to think. I, I mean, I was interested, like, you know, but again, you know, that kind of thing, it, it like, I, that kind of thing barely ever works. Um, reminds me of, was it Jupiter Ascending? Um, mm, you know, there's been a few bad <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but again, I, I don't dislike that movie visually at all. Um, it, it made no sense. And it was overly long and, and self-indulgent and everything else. It's just an expensive failure. Like, that's how I find mm. those things always are. They're sort of like, from a sort of artistic standpoint, as just an observer, I don't mind watching them because I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I sort of admire the vision, but it's just chaotic and it's choppy and it's just... It, that trailer looked all over the place. I'm sorry. It was just incoherent, basically. And mm. it wasn't helped. Anthony Hopkins delivering, you know, trying to make it sound important. And he was just talking drivel. 
you know when they just get the, the voiceover guy who's just doing his best, his best. Andy Hopkins is doing all the gravitas in the world can't save what was some pretty clunky dialogue he was given. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, now get this. There's a five-hour director's cut, apparently. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. That's something Snyder would definitely do. Yeah. You know, yeah. seriously, sometimes... It's, it's, <laughs> No, I don't mean to sound like so judgmental, but just sometimes he feels so um, pretentious. Sure. Sometimes he just comes across as really pretentious. Well, I think he's very high on his own supply, you know. Um, mm. Like, dude, he's surrounded by yes men, you know. He um, he, he he believes his own hype. Um, he's had enough success that he can kind of thing and get away with it, like... Netflix is obviously paying him a fortune to do these kind of fucking movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just there's no reason for him not to believe his own hype, and he just does. And I don't know. I'll, I'll go watch it. Um, I don't even know with interest. I, I, I think it's going to be like watching a car crash, you know. Um, it'll be kind of interesting, but, like, at the end of the day, I, I'll be surprised. I, I keep an open mind because I did like, you know, a big sci-fi space opera Space epic with a lot of money thrown at it and a lot of cool visuals. Yeah, what's not to like? But, I mean, do I really think it's going to be a success, you know, and make any sense? No, I don't. In my heart of hearts, I think it's going to be an absolute joke, really, you know? Well, apparently it's, um, I, th- I think there's a sequel is already, I think, I don't know if you filmed them at the same time, but apparently sure. it's. At least getting a sequel, apparently. Well, but already. it's on Netflix, so why wouldn't they? Like lock him down. They know they'll get a ton of people watching it. Um, like why not? That's there's a reason he's gone to them with it, you know. Because originally was this not some sort of Star Wars thing that he was talking? Yeah, to? he was trying to pitch it as a Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, from his point of view, it makes sense what he's doing. You know, he's gone to Netflix and they've would have paid a lot of money for this, and he he has like. Too much creative control, I would say. <laughs> like a, a massive amount of creative control. Uh, obviously, a big budget. I mean, this looked expensive. Um, I mean, from his point of view, what's not to like? Uh, you know, really, mm-hmm. honestly, like there's the you. You almost can't lose. Um, you're not getting judged on opening box office weekends. You know, either like that as well. On top of everything else, like they can spin this however they want to spin it. You know, like. I wish, yeah, I mean, they already do that. So they, they do that. Like, so, yeah, anyway, we'll see what happens. But um, now, he told IGN, this is Zack Snyder, that he wants to adapt Gears of War to the big screen and is also interested in Halo. Now, I actually would be interested in seeing that because I think that there's more of a template there for him to do, you know, because I agree with mm-hmm. you. I think he's better when he's working off a template because um, he is visually very stunning as a director in general, I'm saying. I feel, yeah, I feel like he's very good at bringing visuals to life. Mm. Um, you know, like like bringing the page to the screen and mm. and whatever. But I just think when he's involved in the creative process, mm. he's more focused on um, ma- creating cool scenes. Mm. Like I mean, you saw the trailer. Good God, he even had the fucking gladiator hand through the fucking you know maze um, uh, wheat. Uh, uh, thing you know how where he's when whenever he's like sort of going towards his family mm. and his his hand like he even had that in it and I'm like Jesus Christ man are you just going to be like 
copying all sorts of tropes and imagery from better movies? <laughs> yes, is the answer to that. <laughs> yes, he will. I did like the sort of like uh, lightsabers kind of thing look of those. Yeah, things. but again, of course he's going to have lightsabers because he's like, <laughs> can I go to have Star Wars in you too? Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Um, you got some. I'm sure the Zack Snyder fans will praise it as like the greatest fucking sci-fi movie ever made. Mm. And you never know; it might be good. Um, you know, there's not <laughs> like there's there's always a chance, kind of thing. And like, there's always a chance, but I've seen Snyder movies that he's created, and I, I I wouldn't bet on it. Is I wouldn't I wouldn't gamble my money. No, and I almost yeah, I I, I agree. I, I almost think like. Giving this guy a massive amount of creative control, which is what he's got, is almost tantamount to a bit of disaster at this point. You know, like, he actually does need, uh, not limitations maybe, but, like, definitely someone else to write the scripts, you know. And whereas this feels like he can just, he's throwing everything at the fucking wall. What I saw in that trailer was, like, there is no limits, you know. Mm. Um, and that isn't always actually the best strategy, honestly, sometimes creatively, like that can, that can really backfire, you know? Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, it's Netflix's money, I guess they can, they can burn it and do whatever they want with it. Um, yeah, <laughs> and what, they will. Yeah. Now you've got some news here about Mario. What's going on? Um, yeah. So no more, no more Martinet, I'm afraid. Charles Martinet will be stepping down. No longer voicing the uh, or doing the voice of Mario. This is the classic uh, guy, right? Yeah, well, he's been the voice of Mario since nineteen ninety one in all the games and stuff and all that. Why? Um, why but apparently, why he'll be taking that? on a Mario ambassador role, where I think he goes around countries and traveling and stuff and interacting with fans and. But why? And stuff why and is this happening, Richard? Like, I mean, come on. Um, Again, he's getting older. I guess the voice is changing. Then maybe they want to get someone a bit younger. He's um, the guy who does the, the classic Mario, though. Yeah, like we're gonna. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus! I mean, for God's sakes, it's not exactly like Mario spouting like fucking fifteen-minute, you know, diatribes and 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 soliloquies and shit and all that. It's just wahoo! Like I'm, Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Like yeah, but but I would have thought know, I love Charles Martinet and and his voice. But I mean, come on, let's not. <laughs> Let's not make out like, you know, no one can replace, you know, can do the Mario voice. <laughs> I'm almost asking from him, why would he give this up? Like, this is his thing. This is his shtick. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sensing a conspiracy here. I'm sensing that there's a agenda by Nintendo who made all this money with the Chris Pratt movie and are now trying to transition away from the classic Mario. That's what I'm sensing. You know, am I am I crazy? Rich? Possibly, but I ain't getting Chris Pratt to. <laughs> like, yeah, but I I just feel, man, that like what we're sensing here, I can see a conspiracy, man. I can see a cover up. They're shuffling him off. They're embarrassed by the classic Mario now. I uh, don't don't think they're embarrassed, man. Well, I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 unsure about what's going on. How old is this guy? Is he oh, really Jesus. old? He's old, yeah. He's seventies, or or let's have a let's have a look. He is. He might. He might be pushing eighty. Well, if he's that old, okay. I I didn't realize he was that old. All right, fine. I guess maybe he's just like you know, he just wants to take it easy. No, he's actually no. He's sixty-seven. Yeah, he just looks like he's (laughs) eighty. 
Well, maybe he's, it's easy money, what they're giving him. They're, they're like, surely they're giving him a fucking golden parachute, you would think, you know? And he takes the money and he doesn't have to... Well, it, it has said that he has stepped down and other people are reporting that he's retiring, so... Um, yeah, but I'm sensing Nintendo again, I may don't know if he's been forced down or they've just had a decision and said, listen, you know, um, we want to go for a... Again, again, uh, I, as someone who follows voice actors... Mm. And stuff and all that. Your voice does change sure. when you get older, and they yeah. might just say, "Look, sure. we want to just, you know, uh, keep it fresh, get the more youthful sound for yeah. Mario." Do you know what I mean? Um, um, and also, he voices a lot of the characters as well, Luigi. And all that, so they might want to maybe just maybe diversify the voices as well. But I don't know. Like I said, don't know the ins and the outs. Obviously, we don't know the behind the scenes. Is he stepping down his own accord? Is it a mutual thing? Is it they sort of saying, listen, we're going to get rid of you, but we're going to let you say that you're retiring? Yeah. Who knows? At the end of the day, there will be someone else voicing Mario going forward. Mm. Well, watch this space, man, because I want to hear your reports when we hear the new Mario, because the daggers are going to be fucking out, man. You know? That's some big shoes to step into. All right. Now, Richard, you bring me some very sad news about Ghost Rider. What's happened? I'm... Yeah, I've got a lot of bad news for you this what week. What happened, um, man? So, uh, so there was a rumor again, rumor mm. that Marvel were quietly working on a Ghost Rider script. Good, but it has since been shelved because of the strikes. Oh, I see. So it's not work on it because of the strikes. So, okay. Well, but I mean, so that doesn't mean forever. Apparently, they were secretly working on one for you, Dave. But then these uppity writers. <laughs> well. <laughs> Remember when I convinced myself that Ghost Rider was going to turn up in Doctor Strange? <laughs> well, no, but to be fair, Dave, like any time a new movie comes out, you convince yourself of all sorts of fucking things. Your brain just goes absolutely wild with speculation and fantasy. Like, you know, like fantasy picks, you know, yeah. like fantasy sports shit. Yeah. That's what you do with these movies. You become some sort of like fantasy caster or, you know, fa- fantasy story plotter where you just... I was- I was convinced we we're going to see Ghost Rider spinning his wheels inside like a prison, and then he was going to come out of it, man, and like be doing like wheelies and stuff. It'd be so cool, man. <laughs> and then I was convinced myself Wolverine was going to show up, and I remember when Charles was next snapped. I remember thinking, "Cinema, I don't think we're going to see Wolverine." <laughs> nope. Like maybe Wolverine could save him, and then he died. I was like, "I don't think Wolverine's coming. I think Wolverine's sitting this one out." <laughs> he doesn't want to be involved in the mass death. Um, well, that's disappointing. But, but but fuck, man! Like the strikes are going to go on forever. For fuck's sake! Like, do you really need to stop working completely on it? Like, you know, can't we just hit put you know tap the brakes a little bit? No, there's no tapping of brakes, buddy. Why? No, oh, I know. <laughs> now you've also. I mean, the hits just keep on coming. What's this shit? Yes, Lord... just bad news after bad news after bad news. Man. This Lord of the Rings thing. This this is the War of the Rohan. This was the animated thing, wasn't it? The anime, yes, being being delayed because of the strikes. Even June, the June oh. part two has been pushed back to twenty twenty four. But dude, this Lord of the Rings animated thing. We've been reporting on this for two fucking years. Like, is it? I feel like it's only been a year. Well, whatever Maybe it's been, the strikes are only recent. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, how slowly are these people assembling this shit? Like, is it that complicated? 
Oh, yeah, man. It's super complicated. Don't you know? Don't you know how it works? No, I don't. And I I think (laughs) that it's fucking pathetic. Whoever is doing this Lord of the Rings, War of the Rohan thing, which I've even forgotten about because it was so long ago since we first reported upon this, they're they're blaming the strikes. I'm blaming them. Uh, These fuckers were on strike before there was a strike. They weren't working very hard, man. You know what I mean? They're like coasting, cruising, you know, doing whatever. I mean, also, can I just say this? War of the Rohan, I don't think there's like tons of people who were like, you know, fucking desperate for it either out of all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Rohan are cool? Yeah. Would I imagine that is the first thing I would do in anime? No. That's probably about number 20 or 30. You know, you know what I'm saying, Rich? Mm-hmm. Like, I never felt there was a lot of heat on this project. And some of this shit, and I'm in a conspiracy mode. This week, man, I've been staring into the void, man. And at one point, I thought I saw an alien, you know? <laughs> I, I thought I did. I visualized an alien. Um, it was literally like a little green man on my TV. And and then I thought, I've got to pull out of this. I've got to pull out of this vision. But, like, I'm sensing that some of these projects that were floundering are blaming the strikes. That's what I'm saying, Rich. It's a convenient excuse. Um, yes, yes. Um, definitely, and and probably a good way to get maybe some of the fans on their side. A uh, sure. very smart move to sell fans. Oh, if they weren't fucking striking, I'd be getting my Ghost Rider. Well, I'll be I, getting my I, I'm not referencing the Ghost Rider. I believe the Ghost Rider project was happening. I'm referencing this War of the Roham shit. Do no, but I'm, I'm just... I was just throwing out a name to be funny, Dave. I wasn't... Okay. I wasn't specifically meaning. I thought you you throwing the rider under the bus there for a second, man. I wasn't enjoying. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a. I was just trying to get a rise out of you. <laughs> did you? <laughs> of course I did. It's very easy. <laughs> now, now apparently, this next piece of news: Toxic Avengers happening with Peter Dinklage playing Toxic. Yeah, apparently it's been in the works. Apparently, there's uh, the, the, they released a photo like of him. Uh, it's a bit like in shadow. Um, so you can't really see it because obviously, you know, they probably don't want to like you to see too much of it. But I was just thinking to myself, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I, I don't remember this being announced, but also Peter Dinklage. I was like, I don't remember Toxie being that small. A little mini. Like, like Jesus Christ, like he's the Toxic Avenger. And they're like, let's, you know, because, you know, Toxie was, was massive. You know what I mean? He was like, um... It was almost like, kind of like the Hulk, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a really skinny, he's a small little fuck, weirdly guy <laughs> that gets turned into the Toxic Avenger, who's this big, you know. But you is know, he turning uh, into? But is he turning big, or is he staying small? Like, yeah, but I think he's staying small. I mean, I don't so believe he's called Pinker Dinklage. It says Pinker Dink- Peter Dinklage as Toxie. So unless he's right. doing the voice, uh, but the photo I saw did, it did look, it didn't look very big. So. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> I mean, just the thought of Toxic Avenger, but like miniature, <laughs> is kind of amusing. I mean, I don't it mean is. to. I don't mean to be fucking against Peter Dinklage. I mean, he's a good actor, but I don't. I, I, I guess I'm confused. Like, if if he's voicing it, or if they're somehow supersizing him, you know, special effects style. That's what I would think is more likely. But if it's just like a miniature Toxic Avenger, that's kind of like more funny mm. than anything to me. You know, like I'm oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a weird. <laughs> when I read it, I was just like, "It's a weird casting." I think it's a stupid casting. Do you remember that thing where he was saying how like um, 
the the dwarves like him, you know, like I think they they call themselves dwarves now, shouldn't play in Snow White and the Dwarves. And that other guy was like, who elected Peter Dinklage king of the dwarves? And he was <laughs> like an actor. He was, he was like, yeah. fuck off, I'll take the role. Like, yeah, it's like, don't tell other people what to do, you know? I, you know, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm not a dwarf, and I got pissed off with Peter Dinklage because I was like, because I was like, dude, you. One, you like how? Oh, you can you make a movie about fucking seven dwarves living in a cave? And I was like, dude, they live in a fucking house. They work in a cave. They miners. Do you not even know the fucking story that you're bitching and moaning about? And secondly, there's not exactly a ton of fucking roles for dwarves or little people. And you're basically saying, shut it down. Don't hire seven dwarves. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I mean, wow, good for you. You got to make a, you know what I mean? You you got famous. You got a big name for yourself thanks to Game of Fucking Thrones. So what? No other dwarf can come and throw you off your, your little mound there? You know, you're king of the hill, are you? <laughs> he's now diversifying and he's like miniature toxic adventure. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. I'm going to play Terminator. <laughs> it's speed English as a Terminator running around. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. It would be fucking hilarious. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it would I be. I wish I could do his voice now so I could do the come with me if you want to live. <laughs> but, like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, I mean, look, he, good luck to him. Again, it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if, I, I'm sure they will supersize him in the movie, dude. I, I can't imagine. Again, I'm just going off the photo I saw, so I don't, I can't, I can't say, I cannot confirm nor deny. Hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Now, this was actually some sad news. Dragon Age and Mass Effect Studio Bioware laid off 50 developers who claimed the games were unaffected, Rich, after laying off 50 people, uh, ditched unionised contractors, um, including the guy who apparently wrote a lot of the stuff, like, for Dragon Age. Uh, major roles, and... Um, Productions continuing on Dragon Age, Dreadwolf, and Mass Effect 4. And they were saying it needs to take a more agile and focused approach to game develop game development. It sounds terrible, Richard. Uh yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of What do you think? The game the game industry is in a oh um it's so weird that like you've got Hollywood, mm. um, you've got games and you've got Western comics in mm. such a They've really dug themselves into such a hole. But aren't games you know making I mean? tons of money? Like the big games make a lot of fucking money, don't they? Yeah, yeah. You have those ones that are successful, but I mean, it's not a, it's not a fucking uh, rising tide raises all ships. You know what I mean? Like, right. If, if your game isn't good or you know, um, is not successful, you've lost fucking hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, because um, this is this is the problem, and it's why, in a way. I, I kind of agree slightly with um, the people when they say, like, so, so you know, I don't know, Baldur's Gate 3, like, mm. some of the developers come and say, please don't hold all the games to the Baldur's Gate 3 fucking, you know, um, bar. Like, not all games can meet that. And I kind of agree in a sense that I don't want every game to meet Baldur's because, one, it takes very long to make a game like that. Sure. It's, it's also very expensive. So I don't want to wait, like, five years for a game. To, you know what I mean? Like, if you announce a game, I don't want to be waiting five years to play it. I would like to play it. So do I want every game to be a fucking, you know, does every game have to be a masterpiece with everything voice acted and state-of-the-art graphics? No. 
is it can it just be fun? Yes. Like I don't need the sure. top of the line graphics. So I agree and disagree. You know what I mean? If the, it's nice to have those good looking games, but Jesus Christ, I want every but game to look dude, like Baldur's Gate. No, Bioware is a massive studio, isn't but, it? Like no, no. But this is the problem: is movies, right? Movies have to make so much money because they're spending so much money on movies. Sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. Look, 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 here's a perfect example. Uh, let's take John Wick off the table, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the where's the sort of cheapish sort of low budget action movies? Yeah, I don't know. That you used to get with like Van Damme and um and, and Schwarzenegger guess, and, and yeah, you know what right, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. well they're direct uh, video now. No, no, but but you know what I mean? Like movies are just the the move the cinemas is predominant it's just dominated by like movies that cost three hundred million to make. And it's the same issue with games. They're sinking so much money into games that games are are costing hundreds of million dollars to make. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't need you to make a game that's a hundred, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, just give me a a, a good game that's got t- uh, you know tight gameplay, mm. a well crafted story, and I don't care. Like a lot of people mock, you know, they're like, oh, Oblivion and Morrowind, and they're like they ugly, and it's like, yeah, but they fun still. Like sure, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't give a fuck if the the Fallout games don't look as like oh no 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 God of War. I don't give a fuck. It's, it's more fun to play. Like I would rush more to have you're a, talking about the original Oblivion and Morrowind and all that. Yeah, that's my point. If you hold them to today's standards, they're very ugly, but people still play them today. Sure, even though but, they but look ugly the, because it's, day, it's fun. In their day, they were you know. No, like, I mean in their day they were still pretty ugly though. Sure, but but, like, but their gameplay but, but was fantastic. They were the better graphics, but my point is, like, what... Okay, but the, the fact that people are still playing old games today, what I'm saying is that it shows that you don't have to have pretty graphics. Mm. Like, there are people who are playing these games today who never played them back in the day. It's not all nostalgia. There's some people today who are playing these older games for the first time and really enjoying them and loving them mm. and, like, streaming them. So my point is, yes... Do you want to make a big, expensive, big blockbuster game? Great. Doesn't mean you have to, though. Do you know what I mean? And that's just the problem I find. Okay, comics is a different fucking issue. That's just a. That's just a fucking. Yeah, but I don't know but how but to anyway, get talent like, dude, it, but. like in all honesty, like I, I hate to be this guy, but like they need if they want to get the most eyeballs on the biggest releases, they need to look pretty in games. You know, they need to. And if they if they don't, then there's. Tears below that, like there's all, all that shit, fucking indie stuff that's on, like clogs up Xbox. And no, 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 no. I'm not talking. No, no, but Dave, like, hang on, hang on. I'm not. I'm not talking about indie crap that is mm. pixelated and all that sort of stuff. I'm just saying, like, uh, what's what's a, what's a what's a good example of 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 something like? You mean like the Assassin's Creed games? How good they look, even if some people have complaints with their story. And then it's hard for another game if they want to be in that same space. Okay. They need to spend that kind of money. Uh, kind of. Okay. So you remember Gears of War, right? And yes. you remember yes. there's a game that just came out recently called like Evil West and all that sort of stuff, right? Yes. Now, those look cool and all that, but they're very stylized games. You know, the humans don't look, they're a little bit more cartoonish and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? They're not hyper-realistic. Mm-hmm. The problem with the, the games that cost so much money to make is that they're going for like, hyper realism you know what i mean they want the people to look like real people and it's like i don't need that if you give me a good art style 
I don't I don't mind if the characters don't look 100% real. Oh, another good one is um, a game I really enjoyed, Kingdoms of uh, Kingdoms of Amalo. Loved that game. That was a great That's game. again, it's a it's a cartoony game. Yeah, it was great. But it's big, it's expensive. You get to kind of almost create your own class, but it's not exactly like wow, look at the fucking graphics. Like but it's it's got That's enough fun. graphics, it's got enough style. Sure. And 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 uh, that design was almost, that was almost to get you ago. over that hump. That was almost twenty years ago. Um, that was oh, but they re-released it recently as well, right? I mean, there was a re-reckoning where they I love that game. remastered it. But my point is, I mean, I think there's a reason also that that uh, like Capcom is just remaking the Resident Evil and the old games is because they they understand that those games just were better games. Mm. Um, yeah, they're putting them up a bit, but I, I'll be honest with you. I'm like, I don't, like, I'm still happy to play the original. Like, this sure. is my issue with like, yeah. redoing it and just making it look pretty. I'm like, yeah, I guess, but I mean, I still like the original. So this isn't necessary, I guess, for me. But yeah. I don't know. Look, they're all in a weird world, man. Like, they, they're all in a weird space where um, everyone's trying to chase each other and every company thinks that they've got to make a billion dollars on the game. You know what I mean? Like, mm. The game has to sell mega uber stuff. Like, we've lost the double A game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, back in the day when I was working uh, for game and all that sort of stuff, mm. you had like your three level of games, right? You had your triple A, your double A, and then your indie games, okay? Mm. And your indie games were like, you know, those, again, those cheap arcade, pixel, you know, uh, lower quality games. And then your triple A games were like your Final Fantasies and. Mm you know, God or wasn't that, but you had what they call like the double A games, right? Those were like your defense force, you know, human defense force and all that sort of stuff where they were just wacky fun games. Sure. And that's what I feel like we're missing. I feel like it's either indie or everything has to be triple A. Sure. And, and, you know, yeah. And unfortunately, when I was in the um, JB Hi-Fi today and I, um, <laughs> I'd lost my copy in the move of Cyberpunk so I just picked that up for like. Is that like the third time you bought that game now? Yeah, I picked it up for twenty nine dollars, and I just picked it up because I've got my save on my PS five, so I can just you know for twenty nine bucks, like that's fine, and I'll just fair enough. Yeah. I can just I can just continue on. You know what I mean? Like fuck it, like why not? Um, you know it's it, it's in a box somewhere downstairs, but I hunted through boxes, and I don't want to keep opening boxes downstairs to find one game. Like fuck it, you know. So yeah, I just I just grabbed it. Um, but my here's my point. When I was in the store, just out of interest, I, I was glancing through the games, you know, that were either coming or, or not coming out. Now, the, obviously, the game that I'm really waiting for was um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, uh, which I believe comes out on October 5. I, I saw a trailer very annoyingly in Arabic, very annoyingly, on an Australian EB Games page. Looked fantastic. The entire fucking trailer was in Arabic without subtitles. I put a comment. Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, that's fucking stupid if there's not even... Um... Yeah, I put a comment. Why the fuck is this done in English? Like, like you're... At least, at the very least, subtitles. Like, yeah. I can understand because it is sort of Middle Eastern um, uh, themed. No, no, I'm themed. I could understand you want to go to them, but then again, at least they have subtitles. Like, Dude, at the very least, the, have subtitles. fucking Valhalla wasn't in Swedish. You know, and fucking. Again, they could be trying something different, Dave. Look, I don't mind that artistic choice, but I agree with you that subtitles is a bare minimum. Yeah, come on, dude. Like, no, I don't want to fucking. There's no way. I'll make a comment right now. 
There is no fucking way the majority of that game is going to be in Arabic. You will hear some Arabic, but I guarantee... I'm not saying they'll do the game. I'm saying just a trailer. They may have just wanted to well, I was do saying. that because, because you've got to remember, the people that make the trailers aren't the same people that make the game. Yeah. Well, all I can say is on the Australian EB Games page, to put that up there without subtitles, I was pissed. I actually put in a comment, why the fuck is this not in English? You know, like, I don't give a fuck. You know, you're on the Australian EB Games page. We're not in fucking Middle East here, you know? Like, seriously, like, Origins wasn't in Egyptian. You know, boom, the end of story, you know? Like, if you want to get a flavour piece... Yeah, but isn't this game going back to their roots now? Isn't this like they're moving away from that shit and they're going back to the whole um, so what's the Templar uh, Middle East stuff and all that? So what? They were in Egypt, it means, right? it's the, it means it's not the same. It's different. They were, it's a different they game were in, now. in it's fucking Egypt. They were in Egypt, man. Now they're in fucking uh, Turkey. Oh, Dave, like, <laughs> you, you don't listen to me, man. <laughs> Fuck. The new game doesn't have anything to do with those games. Really? Okay. Like, this is kind of like another reboot, I think. Okay. Where they're like, we, we are rebooting and going back to that, like, well, Altair, Middle Eastern, hold on, uh, hold Crusaders on. I get what sort you're of saying. thing. I believe. But, Jerusalem but, shit, I think. Well, I can make this comment to slightly prove you wrong there. The fucking main character, dude, is in Valhalla. He's the main character of this okay, game. Well, I, don't I don't play this shit. The, the main character, Basim, in Mirage, is a prequel to the events of... Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where he winds yep. up in Norway or wherever. Well, there you go. If they don't care about you, you shouldn't play the games. No, I'm going to play it. I'm just unhappy. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm sick, I'm dying, and, and I'm listening to Arabic on a fucking Australian page while I'm trying to get some sense of the fucking story. I, I lost my shit. And I, by that, I mean I was just staring at the screen, and I was just like, really? Like, is this what it's gotten to? Like, Really? I was, I was, I was, I was genuinely pissed, and and if there'd been subtitles, I would live with it. What I would have wanted, frankly, is they start off in Arabic and then merge it into English, so that Western audiences can fucking understand what's being said. That would be my preference, mm -hmm. you know. Um, anyway, I mean, I don't know if other people out there were pissed off. I'm sure they were. I'm sure I'm not the only guy in the fucking world who was complaining about this, you know. Yeah, you probably were. I doubt it. I very highly fucking doubt it, man. I'm sure if I went on some Assassin's Creed forums right now, there'd be people pissed off about it. Go for it. No, can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I feel that was a failure of the EB Games Australia. I feel like they had the wrong video because I'm sure there's a video that's not in Arabic. You know? I, I, yeah, I, possibly. I, that, that, that's who I'm really taking a fucking shot at here. Uh, whoever, the fucking intern that handles their fucking videos... I think selected the wrong video and, and thought we were in downtown Baghdad, you know? Um, <laughs> as you can tell, I wasn't happy, Rich. Um, you know... And, I don't know, Dave. Were you happy? No, I wasn't happy at all. I will say this, especially because I really wanted to know about the fucking story, which I know, I know nothing about because I don't speak Arabic. But um, one thing that I can say is it looked fucking spectacular. Um, I am going to buy it, despite all my pissing and moaning. I'm going to buy it. Um, that's for sure. Now, um, Rich, 
get me off this topic. You've got some Tom King news. <laughs> we haven't heard much from Tom King recently. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, you know what? Before we get on to that, Tom King, um, uh, apparently he's announced that he is adapting Animal Farm oh, as a comic for Dynamite, I think. And I'm just uh, like, wow. I I can't think of a worse person yeah. to to do that. Like, Yeah, I love Animal Farm. I love the book. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't even think he knows what it is. I, I honestly believe that he probably thinks it's completely different concepts. I love and, the book. It's, it's a it. fantastic book by George Orwell. Go read the book, kids. Um, anyway, the the yeah. even worse news is Tom King will be writing Wonder Woman <laughs> and has already said in an interview that she is too perfect oh, and he needs to give her more flaws. If she's thrown a punch, she's already lost. What? So he's basically saying, like, he's going to write her that every time she has to resort to fighting... Mm then she's failing. Right. And being peace, love, and harmony. And I just... Okay. Can I just say something? When did... Um, I'm just curious as to when did we get to the point where... See, I feel like Wonder Woman's had a, a Batman moment, right? Where people have actually forgotten what she was originally like. Like, she's an Amazonian. Sapphic. Sapphic, um, dominatrix, you know, etc. No, but my point is she was she came from a warrior tribe sure like when when she first came onto the scene she went one afraid to fight no no definitely not yeah, yeah she was coming to fight in man's world and fight for man's world or that fight being the <laughs> the term and somewhere along the way there's been a switch just like you know how batman was um a bit, as i said a little bit more like um high adventure detective kind of stuff and all that and then after dark knight returns sure he became much darker and broodier and and loner. You know what I mean? Very like, uh, isolated. Like me. There's something like me. Yeah. There's something that's happened to her along the way where for some reason, everyone thinks she's about peace, love and harmony and not fighting. Well, like, and I'm not saying that she's like itching for a fight. Yeah. Right. That's another characterization. I didn't like in the new 52 where they, they wrote her that she was like, let's get it on. Let's fucking brawl. I'm yeehaw. You know, like I'm a barbarian queen. But she's also a character that believes that you need to fight for what you believe in. She's a character yes, that yes. is not afraid to fight for, for peace and all that. She's always been a so, very principled character. Um, there's always been a fair lashing of lesbianism in, in her early, you know, origin. I mean, well, that's what, an full of women. I mean, I mean it's bound to happen. But that's where it came from, okay? You know, if we want to go back to the origin, I mean, that's where it came from. It came from Professor Marston and his relationship with his wife and his, um, you know, mistress, for want of a better word, and together they formulated it, and it was all about how he believed. If it's about it and he's also partaking, is it still a mistress, or is it, are they in a menage a trois, or is it, it a was a menage a trois. Like, it was a menage a trois, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was all about, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put into words because I do know, I do know the answer. Um, basically, he believed that women were the future and if men left to their own devices would destroy the world. And it was kind of like the women's, um, you know, path was what uh, she was laying down. And, like, there was a heavy dose of dominatrix stuff in there and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it was all part and parcel of the origin. I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, they tried to wash it away after he died, you know, um, clean up as much as possible. 
Well, she's always been a character for decades that has rebounded between one version to another. Greg Rucker wrote a really good version which did actually centre on some of these topics, probably a lot better than Tom King will ever do. He had her um, piece first, but then it was like, if you kept pushing me and you kept disrespecting my friends, especially not just her, it would eventually come to blows. She's certainly not afraid to stand up for what she believes in. It's just that the way he wrote her was she tried to settle it without fighting first. But was there fighting in Greg Rucker's run? Yes, of course there was. Mm. You know, um, but also Greg, Ruck, Greg like Rucker's the, about the a billion best... times better writer than Tom King, you know? Well, the one that also, I don't know which one came first, the Rucker or whatever, but I, I kind of feel like the best Wonder Woman has been the Justice League animated show, Wonder Woman. Well, uh, around the same time, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, wh- whichever came first, either way, like, for me, I've always enjoyed like that's been my Wonder Woman. Just yeah, how she like great in that, yeah. You know, just like for me, my favorite Batman, um, modern Batman has been the Taz Batman. Do you know sure. what I mean? I absolutely love the not that's just the right. voice, but I love that Batman. Hmm. Um, also, I love the animated Superman. That's also one of my favorite um, Superman. I, I just feel like they really nailed they did. the DC no, they in, did. In, in that time period. They did. Yeah. And that was the best Wonder Woman. That Wonder Woman was, you know, principled, yeah. um, you know, believed in obviously equality and peace and all that, but also knew that you had to fight for it and you couldn't back down and you had to yeah. sometimes get your hands in. Like, I don't know. The, the Tom King's just going to fucking, oh my God. Like, how many characters does this guy need to ruin? I mean, he's ruined Booster Gold. He's yeah. ruined Wally West. He's ruined... Um... He, he took a shit on Booster Gold, man. Remember in that issue? I'll never forget it. Oh, yeah, the one where he fucking uh, uh, kills Batman. Yeah. Has to kill Batman's parents unbelie- or something. It's actually like... unbelievable, you know? it's almost, yeah. yeah, and making Wally West a fucking murderer. Yeah. Um, uh, killing all of his, like, friends and all because he lost control. And then, what, he's ruined... Um, uh, Mr. Miracle is ruined. Um, he ruined Batman and Catwoman's wedding. Batman um, Catwoman, but who's the one just recently? Uh, oh, Guy Gardner in oh, like yeah. human. To- oh, and Adam, uh, Adam Strange made him a war criminal. It's like <laughs> this is not the guy that you no. want on, no. on on your books. I'm sorry, and I don't understand how he keeps getting work. Well, like, here's the thing: give him characters that almost no one cares about, right? Yeah. If there's a character that hasn't been used in like 20 years, Human Target was an example. Uh, no one gives a fuck about Human Target. He had that character. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, when they put him on Human Target, I was like, okay, maybe he could do something interesting. But of course, he had to fucking bring the DC characters into it and <laughs> Did and kill ruin that. Did he kill Gardner? Yeah, uh, he had ice freeze his head off and then like bash his head in or something like that. It made him abusive, like he, stalker and all that. It's like, oh my god, is man. he still dead or, or not? Well, this is Black Label, so I, I think it's not even it's not oh, part right, of the actual. Okay, right. Yeah. I don't believe it. it better, listen, it better not be. Well, all I can say is, uh, look, Tom King. I liked bits and pieces of his Batman run, but overall, I mean, I've got no faith that his Wonder Woman will be good. None. Absolutely not. Oh, God, no. Like, I will say this, devil's advocate. Um, She does struggle uh, a lot of the time, I'm sure, to sell. Um, For such an iconic character, who I love, um, they do struggle to get her right. That's a constant struggle. They get her wrong more often than they get her right at DC over the years. As much as she is an iconic character, her book has been cancelled a few times. Like, it's not... Sure. Unfortunately, while she is... 
on you know she she's iconic mm. she's just never she's never really been on the superman batman level right no, like no she's not there in terms of sales no, you no know idea. there's well not just sales like you have to remember superman and batman mm. are the longest running uncancelled yeah comics right spider-man is but that's obviously only because he came along later um but he's also never been cancelled. But unfortunately, Wonder Woman has been cancelled multiple times. Wolverine, man? He's got to be up there. No, his <laughs> book has been cancelled many times, man. What are you talking about? It's been relaunched. Wolverine has an ongoing title of his own that has been uninterrupted. Oh, you mean just like one title? Yeah. I was going to say, he's always got fucking books out, man. Ever since the Yeah, second. but that's the X-Men. Like, <laughs> like the same thing, man. <laughs> well, just, isn't that funny? How, isn't it not funny how Batman and Superman have been around, and even Spider-Man has been around for 60-odd years, have not been cancelled, and yet you have characters like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and all yeah. the shit that has been cancelled in, in, in a span of, what, 10 years has been cancelled like six times. And, yeah. and restarted. Well, like, wow. You know, also, it's their bullshit where they, I mean, they wouldn't even call it cancellation. They, they, it is cancellation, but then they re- restart it straight away and stuff. And it's just like they're always chasing what must be a very diminishing return. Um, whatever, those characters, yeah, it's like, they've, it's, it's like at the Olympics, someone who has a ton of false starts, they should almost be disqualified, you know? Mm. Because they're constantly, oh, we're starting a new one going. Oh, we're starting another new one going. Oh, we're starting, you know, it's like it's like Marvel when they're, <laughs> the event's on and they're already advertising the next event. And you're just like, fuck, how can I give a fuck about this event? You're already teasing, not teasing, you're openly advertising the next event. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wonder Woman, yes, is a character that is desperately in need of a good creative team always because she's always had some really good runs. Um, I just mm-hmm. don't think Tom King's the answer. I mean, that's my honest opinion. I, I, I think, and what he's so Tom King is never the answer for anything. And it's always the same as well. I'm going to make her more flawed. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give her PTSD. I'm sure she's going to have a lot of guilt. Blah blah. Like you can just see it, and it's just going to suck. He'll probably, he'll probably write that she had a sister that she murdered out of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he loves fucking up characters, man. Like. There's something in him. Something is broken in Tom King that um, yeah. he just doesn't want fictional characters to be happy. Well, I mean, I don't even care. I just, I, I just don't even think he's that entertaining a writer. Like honestly, he's written some decent stuff, but the amount of press he gets at DC, the amount of love and 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 the mainline books he gets on, and I just think honestly, like I, I really don't believe that he carries a huge fan base because he lost the Batman fan base, you know? Like, let's not forget that. I think he's still got a, he's got a weird uh, fan base that uh, he's had since Batman that still, for some reason, believe in him. Yeah. That's what I believe. Like, I, I believe he's still got this, this contingency, this fan base from his Batman stuff. Mm. But... He did do some good Batman. Look, I've liked bits and pieces of his stuff. Of his, I just find him, uh, he's very self-indulgent. I will say that. He's extremely self-indulgent on it. Very repetitive. Um, very laboured. Not, not just that, can I just, I just say, his books have no joy in them. No, they're not feel-good books. They're miserable. I mean, he's... But mis- ne- he's never written a few, like, not even one. It's not even like, hey, let's break it up and let's fucking tell a good... You know what I mean? Like... Mm. 
Let's have some fun and tell a good, you know. Did you like his yeah, Mr. Miracle? Because I found that kind of interesting. It was it was miserable. He's miserable. I, yeah, it's absolutely miserable. Man. Yeah, he's he's a miserable like. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, there's a lot of miserable writers. Like, you know, yeah. not everyone needs. But, to but you know what? You know what annoys me is that he takes a character like Scott Free, mm. who is not a miserable character. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And goes, I'm going to make him miserable. Sure, I did find an interesting book though. I, I did find it interesting. Um, I'm no scot free expert, so I just found an interesting book. I, that, that's probably one of my favorite right. things. So collected Mr. Miracle in the in the past and has a Mr. Miracle collection. That's not that's again. He doesn't write the characters the way they're supposed to be. He writes the characters he the way he wants them to be. That's true. In, in fact, I have read a little bit of Mister Miracle, and nothing about his Mister Miracle reminds me of any other Mister Miracle I've ever read. You know, um, yeah. It was just a bizarre take. I, I mean, I, I found it interesting creatively. I guess is is what I'm trying to say. I thought the artwork was interesting as well. Uh, but when I say interesting, that's exactly what I mean. It was interesting. It wasn't, like, fucking amazing. You know, like, uh, I'm only remembering it now. I'm trying to think of something I actually like him on other than some of his early Batman. There's not a lot. A lot of his stuff I, I start reading and I, I get bored. I just find it quite boring, you know? It's just not mm. my... It's, it, it, it honestly is, I think, his creative vision is just doesn't mesh that well, I think, it's weird that DC uh, it probably shows how lean on writers they are, but they have leaned on him so heavily over the last decade, you know? Like, they've really milked the Tom King thing, like, way well, beyond I, his capability, you know? I'm not a fan, you know, I'm not a massive fan of Mark Millar, or Millar, whatever sure. his name is, right? Um, but he did, his, his thing the other day was he said, listen, the only way to save comics is to bring back the... The legends, yeah, the top creators, and, and get them to, and get them to save comics. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, yeah. he's not wrong there. Well, uh, let's bring that up. Let's put Tom fuck Tom King, uh, fuck Tom King on Wonder Woman. I'm sure you're going to fuck it up. Um, you know what they should do? Do a lighter Wonder Woman for for a change of base, rather than always making it. She's got to be more dark and more this and more that. Maybe go a bit lighter and make it a bit more uh, cartoony. You know, something like that. Like, do a different spin on it. Like, as opposed to some of the very serious takes on Wonder Woman sometimes. I'm just like, I don't know. Now, let's... I don't, my biggest problem is that they're either writers a brawler these days or a hippie. Sure. But I, see, I aim think... Aim for in-between, guys. Aim for in-between. I, I would have... I don't have that much of a problem with either, but I would mix it up. See, I would mix it up. I think she... I think you could inject quite a bit of character. I, I think that... There's been enough good takes of Wonder Woman over the years that it, it, she's not the hardest character to write. Like honestly, I, I she's quite an established, you know, very established member of the DCU. I'm sort of surprised sometimes they don't. Um, they've had some horrible takes on her in the last since Rucker. It's like which is a good twenty five years ago. It's mostly been bad takes, you know, mm. on on her main book. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing, it's it's been more misses than hits, is what I'm trying to say. I know some people say Azarella was good. I thought it was interesting, but it, it's certainly not what I would envision for Wonder Woman. But what I'm trying to say is, it, there's been more misses than hits with Wonder Woman since Rucker left, and that was 25 years ago. You know, so mm. that's a long time. Now let's bring up Mark Miller because so Mark Miller was basically saying in a very sort of like um, savior way, um, comics are fucked. You know, comic sales are fucked. I, I think we all agree. Like, we're, they're, they're in sort of that 
we've, we won't even bother going over it. A death spiral, diminishing numbers. Let's just accept that, you know. And he's saying what his solution, which was actually nice to hear someone with a bit of a different take, was bring back a lot of the legends, you know, and big hitters and devote, like, say, everyone does, like, you know, some big arcs on, on main characters at Marvel and DC in an effort to basically, um, one, sort of, quote-unquote, save the industry and help out other titles, you know, other publishers, independent works, on the old rising title, if so, boats kind of thing. Like, they always say you can measure comic book health by Batman sales, that kind of thing. We all know that the sales have gone down and down and down on all the titles, Batman included. Mm. Now, I mean, look, as a concept, it's great, but I did have a point... I think a lot of these people have gone on, have either been gone into greener pastures, found their other things that they're making money from. You know, they've kind of been exiled essentially from the big two. And, you know, they've sort of like also those who are effectively unemployed. The, the thing is, like, the paucity of the treatment by DC and Marvel has been part of the reason, I think, why the talent has left, you know. the And I, the key thing I would say is the really poor media deals. Um, if they could basically sweeten the pot a lot more, I think they would have actually brought back a lot of those people because not all of them got exiled. Some of them just left and, and, and weren't being given work because it went to cheaper creators, you know. Mm. Um so there's different reasons. But what I'm trying to say is if you don't sweeten the pot, uh, a lot of people have diversified and gone elsewhere. And why would they come back to, you know, quote-unquote save a character and a company that is not giving them the love? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're telling me that y you've created a character and you're getting maybe a couple of hundred bucks for it when it shows up on a TV show... I mean, that mm. tells me what's the fucking point. Like, honestly, like, you know what I mean? Like, I could, I could work a day job and, and, and do a lot better. And what I'm trying to say is <clears throat> that's just my opinion. I, I think that, like, I don't actually think Marvel and DC care. The, the companies that own them, I don't think care that the comics are in a death spiral. I actually don't think they care. I think they're either asleep at the wheel or they just think we can just milk these fucking IPs we don't have to pay the creatives that much, a pittance, really. And we can just loot the IPs and try to make as much money as possible on movies and TV and let the fucking comics die, you know, slowly, which is what they've been doing for a long time. So that's my point of view. I think it's an idealistic comment from There's no problem with that. Like, I mean, And also put your money where your mouth is, Miller. You know, if, if you want to say that, Go do it. If you're, if you, you know, everyone needs to go and do this, you know, blah blah blah. Well, you know, you, you're in charge of yourself. Firstly, don't you think? Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, look. Um. I mean, he's, he's been asked his opinion. I mean, he's off doing his own sure shit. I mean, what, what, what has he actually done anything? He has not a lot at Marvel and DC for a long time because he's been busy yeah. So busy. I think he's yeah he's done. He's pretty much done with all that. So, but you when you're making busy, these kind of comments, I mean, he, he made a point though. He, yeah, he, he was in the interview, and obviously, someone asked him. And so, you know, and, and look, I'll take my hat off to him. At least he's honest. Sure. 
Yeah. He's not one of these people that's like, what do you mean? Comics are the best they've ever been. Like, Mangas are selling you know, so fucking well, blah, 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 that shit where they always do that. Yeah, like. yeah. So at least he was willing to be like, look, there's a fucking problem and this is how you fix it. Or, you know, or this is my view sure. on how you fix it. So sure. you know, I take my hat off to him. He could have easily gone, oh, I don't want to get into that stuff. So, you know. Yeah. No, no, he's a straight shooter. Oh, God. I mean, I give Mark Miller a lot of credit. And, yeah, God bless him for giving his opinion. At the end of the day, you're asked your opinion. I do think it's a fantasy, though. Like, oh, it is, but I mean, it's a half a fantasy because they are bringing some of the older guys back. They're just not letting them work on anything yeah, important. Uh, ex- exactly. They're, 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 they're doing sort of like, they're, they're putting them on stuff where it's like you, you, your little sandbox. So I, I assume those titles must sell well enough that they keep doing it. I mean, they've certainly been doing it a fair bit recently, but I mean, Mark Miller made some good points. He actually was making some points like, the diminishment of the comic book sales is actually hurting the indies as well. You know, he, he actually said, when's the last really big creator-owned hit? He said, in his opinion, it was Saga, which is some time ago. He said, before that, Walking Dead. You know, he said, it's been a while since something's really gone stratospheric. So he was making some... He was making... Look, I liked it because it was, it was refreshing to hear someone give their unvarnished opinion. You know what I mean? And he does have a reputation for being a bit of a straight shooter. You don't have to agree with him, but it's you know it's his opinion. It's nice to hear. It's no, no, that, that's look. I mean, that's what I've said. I, I'm not his biggest fan, but I always try and give um, credit where it's due. Like mm. you know, like, and so. you know, I do. I in this instance, I think he's absolutely right. I think you you say, listen, we need to go back and do what was working for us. Mm. We need to get people who will bring some of that older people who have written us off, yeah. the people that used to spend money on our shit, right, and get them buying our new stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's so sad. I mean, I went to the Liverpool comic shop and um, they've got almost no back issues of old stuff. It's all just like back issues of this, like, current crap that doesn't sell. Yeah. Well, it's just you know what I mean? not on their shelves, yeah. Just well, and weird. again, it's mainly because probably if people have bought all the old shit. Mm. Ain't no one buying all the new stuff. Like, yeah. you know, um, you, uh, I was speaking to the guy and he goes, he goes, yeah, we, we probably, we sell more trades and, and figures than back issues these days. Like, you know, we don't have people coming through and rifling through the back issues anymore. Yeah. Buying old stuff and all that. So I was like, that's ah, just really sad. Well, man. that makes like, sense though. I mean, they've, they've, you know, the trades are there for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I was happy I picked up and uh, they they had a couple of old stuff left. It was very few. Mm. And I managed to pick up a Green Lantern issue that I didn't have. So I was happy with that at the end of the day. Yeah, that's but, cool. uh, yeah. But I missed that. Like, you know what I mean? How sad yeah. is it that you that you go into a comic book shop? One, it's pretty much fucking empty. Sure. Um, and two, like, you, you, you go through those back issues and most of it's this, this crap that you don't get. <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean like, like the 52 shit and and this current stuff and you're like oh god like who would want to come through here and rifle through your, these back issues yeah no i agree yeah no it's that's 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 very true man well we'll see what happens but um it was, it was good to hear his opinion now apparently nightwing movie is no longer happening i mean yeah, that's bad news for me is it really though like did you ever really think this movie was going to happen it's been talked about for half a decade no, but I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, if you can hold up hope for your for your crap, 
you know, then I don't see why I can't hold well, that for well, a, What a, crap a are you talking about from me? Like, what crap? Oh, God. This, oh, Jesus Christ, man. I have to pull out the list. You've got so much crap that you want. That will never happen. I no, want no, to I, I, I would like to see a Nightwing movie, too. What I mean is I just never felt it was happening. It feels like it's just been fizzing along without any development for, for fucking, like, four years, really. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I'm, uh, I, I'm starting to agree with someone who said DC stands for Dying Company. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they've DCU, like... Is just dead. It's literally just dead on the vine, just hanging there. Well, we've got a, a bit of news that Blue Beetle had DC's smallest box office since Wonder Woman 1984, which was heavily COVID impacted. Um, Twenty five million at the box office this weekend. I mean, that's 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 awful. Um, that's just terrible. Um, Michael Kellershim. Asked a lifelong comic book fan if he's excited for Blue Beetle. His response: "What's a Blue Beetle?" Um, yeah, I, oh, I'm, I'm going to find it hard to believe that's a lifelong comic book fan. <laughs> I'm not. I'm surprised. sorry. If you don't know who the Blue Beetle is. I don't believe you're a comic book fan. Well, maybe he's not a DC fan. You know. Um, but my point is, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised by how low it is, but I'm not surprised this movie didn't make money. Like I, I just, I never felt. Uh, you know, I just the biggest problem I think they have is one, they should have never ever announced that they were doing a reboot mm. because then people are like, Well, what's the point of watching these movies? Sure, right? So, I think their biggest mistake was they should have waited till they got all these movies out, right? So, this Blue Beetle, the Aquaman, the Flash movie, sure, just get it out there, and then once it's done, you yeah. say, We're rebooting. Mm. Right, we we've we want to go back and retool and rework it. We want to build a more cohesive or have a much structured game plan. So, I hope you enjoy those movies. That's the last we're rebooting. But again, the problem with Gunn, you see, is they've brought him in, mm. but he's creating his own fifty-two. Where you see, he wants his peacemaker to stay, and he wants his Suicide Squad to stay. The stuff that he's involved in. But at the same time, he also wants a reboot sure. of the other stuff. Yeah. So, and again, that was the problem with the, fifth, the new 52 was they wanted their cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Like, But how big uh, a player is Peacemaker really, dude? Like, honestly. No, but, yeah, but they've announced a season two and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, his wife's, you know, he, he always casts his wife in the shit. So, you know, he's got to keep that money train going. Um <laughs> I love so, um, you know, and then he's still, but then he's coming out and he's like, he's going, oh, the Flash movie is the best movie they've ever made. Yeah. That, mate, that's not making you look good. When that yeah. shit bombs, people get up like, well, I don't have any faith in this yeah. guy. If he's saying that that's the best <laughs> fucking movie they've made, I know he didn't have a hand in it, but after watching it, he said it was the best one. What like, better is he? Does do he mean better than guy? like The Dark Knight? Does he mean better than like that? Or does he mean better than their shit? Like, no, I think he means better than the, the, since the Snyder shit. I mean, it's a low bar. It's, it's not, but it's there's not a lot of shining highlights to compete against, you know. Yeah, so sad. Like, <laughs> it's like, like it's wow. not the best, but it, but like the best isn't even that good, you know. The mm. the best is, well, I mean, what Wonder Woman? Maybe I guess one. Maybe it's probably the most successful. The off the top of my head, Actually, Wonder Woman and uh, Aquaman. Oh, I they've actually been, I think, yeah. the most successful. 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I see. I would say Aquaman was better than Flash. Aquaman one was better than Flash. I mean, Flash oh God, wasn't... dude. Um, okay, I haven't watched Flash yet, but I would probably dare say that most of the stuff is better than the Flash yeah, movie. Yeah, like... Except for, except for maybe, like, Wonder Woman 84 yeah. and um, and and the Suicide Squad and all that sort of stuff. Like, um, my, my point is, in a bad bunch, it's not even the best, you know? It's mm. not like it's competing against fucking, like, Mean Streets and fucking, you know, actually good movies. And you're like, oh, it's one of the best movies of the 70s in a really strong field. It's yeah. actually a really weak field, and it's but again a mistake he's made is he's tied his boat to this movie as well. Mm. He has he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, the Blue Beetle's going to be like our, you know, our starting point, right, of the new DC." And it's like, well, it's going to be a flop, mate. Well, I've heard it's quite formulaic, but okay, that's the reviews no, I'm but, hearing. Yeah, but no, no, I didn't say it was going to be a bad movie. Mm. I said it's going to be a flop. Yeah. Yeah. Financially, it's going to be a flop. You've just literally tied yourself yeah. to another flop. You just tied yourself to the Flash, which flopped. Yeah. You just tied yourself to this. It's going to be a flop. No one's going to go watch your movies, mate. Mm. Well, you should have just shut yeah. up, gotten these movies out of the way, and then announced a a reboot. Yeah. Or um, a reworking. I like, guess they were oh, desperate. They were desperate to get the message out that they were they were re branding and stuff you know they were desperate to do that to their damage control of you know whatever fuck up they'd done i mean it's been one long train wreck man like there's been a lot of stages to this train wreck it's been going for some time (laughs) multiple people have been involved um yeah it is hilarious that he tries to wash his hands of it at the same time that he's like oh it's the greatest movie we've ever made like it's, it's one of the fucking most mediocre um what i'm the reviews i'm hearing is it's formulaic and okay I never thought this movie was going to make serious money. Um, it's just completely failed. Um, not even really a surprise. Like, hey, I, hey, guess what? No one gives a fuck about the Blue Beetle in mainstream society. Some comic book fans love him. No one else does. You know what I mean? Like, that's the brutal truth of the matter as well. And, you know, you, you had a trailer. It was okay. Batman's a fascist. That pissed some people off. Um... I get it. Uh, I don't know. The problem with that is they should never put that in the trailer because I, I think yeah. that joke is supposed to have context. Of course it is. Like, but it, yeah. it's probably a punchline to a joke. They should never have included that in the, they in never the trailer. Have done it. They should never have done it. They were trying to, they were trying to be self-aware and, 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 and stuff. It just didn't work. But what I'm trying to say is, uh, look, no offence, I'm not even slightly surprised if this movie bombed. You know, it almost should have just gone straight to yeah. Max. It should have almost I mean, gone actually, straight to I, I mean, Alicia and, actually gonna, uh, and I are actually going to go watch it because I'm like, you know, I do want to see it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it's not... It's it's just... Uh, well, give us your... The DC uh, is a sink... That, that, I'm sorry, but the DCU is a just... It's a it's a sinking ship. It definitely they, is. They just cannot plug the holes, but at the same time, I feel like they're also refusing to just scuttle the fucking ship. Yes, good. You point. know what I mean? And and just go and, and just get it done. Well, there's a time to just launch it. Like, you could have made a really brave call and just said, just send Blue Beetle straight to streaming. You know, fuck it. Like, just get, just, you don't even have to care. You don't even have to tell anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, I completely agree with you. Listen, these movies are in the works, right? Um, uh, but we're rebooting, so we're going to polish them up. We're going to put them on streaming. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, and uh, we'll see you uh, at the movies for the next big... Uh, uh, the, the reboot with Superman, you know? 
Yeah. Come see us. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Would have been a much better idea. Much yeah, better instead, idea. Instead, what they're doing is, unfortunately for them, these bombs are just tarnishing their brand further and further, and it makes it harder mm-hmm. and harder to then redeem yourselves with a Superman movie. You, you just, you, you're just making your own job harder, basically. You know, and, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I don't really care. I'm like, fuck them. I, I don't give a fuck about Blue Beetle myself, so, you know, whatever. Uh, it's again. It's a shame because I do actually. I like. Well, I like the Ted Cord, uh, sure. Ted Cord Blue Beetle, and you know what? And again, because I liked him, I did give uh, the original Jamie Reyes um, a shot, and I actually ended up enjoying his his original run. Yeah, the original run of the, the of the Blue Beetle, the Jamie Reyes one, was actually a very enjoyable uh read uh had guy gardner showing up at one point and boost the gold and all that because they kind of tied him a little bit to you know some of those jla uh, jli characters which are i thought you know it's a clever idea and all that and you you know have them show up and kind of be part of his like bubble so to speak not always there but you know just in that bubble and um fuck i actually think the original i think the original peacemaker was in it as well yeah uh, but no, wasn't calling himself peacemaker and all that sort of stuff. Um, oh no, no, it was such a good no. The the original Blue Beetle run pre New Fifty Two was really good. Well, you've got to give a review of this movie. Oh, no, I will. We're gonna go watch it, and um, will you I'll give you my review. Show? Do you reckon you'll see it by next show? No, it's not out till the the. Um, oh, it's not out yet. Another. No, no, it's out in America. It's not out oh. here in Australia. Oh, okay. We've got like another two weeks to go, I think. Well, you better catch it quickly because I don't think it's going to last long. <laughs> yeah. We're also going to go watch the new Turtles movie as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, Mutant Mayhem. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it that much, but I'm still going to go watch it. Now, I have some good news. I watched the Ahsoka... How do you say it? Ahsoka Tano? <laughs> I'm not sure how that's good news, but okay. Ahsoka Katano. Is that how you say it? Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Michelle and I watched the first two episodes. We really enjoyed it. Um, we also have really enjoyed The Mandalorian Season 3. I don't understand what everyone's complaining about, personally. I I actually, can I be honest, I've enjoyed Season 3 more than the other two seasons <laughs> because I found the other two seasons, especially one, quite boring. Two better. But anyway, this Ahsoka Tano thing is good. Um, it's got a lot of shit about the Empire and Thrawn, and so does Mandalorian. There's a big secret council where all the imp- Imperial warlords are meeting. It's actually pretty cool. There's a lot of droids. Uh, for me, look, Rich, you're always going on about Star Wars. This is more like Star Wars than I can remember Star Wars being in ages. Like yeah, It's nothing like Star Wars. It, dude, are you watching it? Have you seen it? I will not watch it. You would enjoy it. I'm no, like, I would not. I've seen the trailers, Dave. I already know I won't enjoy it. I already know it's garbage. Are you talking about Ahsoka Tano? Well, I've always liked the actress as well. Um, I'm mm, bl- overrated. Bl- I'm blanking on her name. Rosario Dawson? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know what the reviews are like, but all I can say is we watched it last night, and both episodes. We really enjoyed it. Um the fucking visuals are fantastic. It's a decent story. Um, if you liked Rebels, it really continues that story. Now, I've got a question for you. Did you watch much of Rebels? Yeah, I watched it all. 
Okay, well then you'd fucking love this, man, because it's all no, about the rebels. Because the, all those live-action versions of them look like idiots. Well, okay. totally miscast. Sabim doesn't look like Sabim. Looks like some weirdo cosplaying as Sabim. It looks awful, man. Okay, it's, it's when they do a Twilik in these shows. It's the same as the lightsabers. The lightsabers look cheap in this. They don't look real. And whenever they do a Twilik, like when they do uh, Sindula, the green one. Uh, yeah, uh, Hero Sindula. It does. It looks cheap. It looks TV fucking cheap, man. Well, it looks she, awful. I can't that, watch it, man. Actress, it's, it's fucking low quality. That man. actress who plays her is actually pretty good in this. She's a very low-key character. She was in Rebels, yeah? That character? Yeah, both Sabine and okay. uh, Hero were in... Well, the green um, one doesn't have much to do. She's much more of a sort of statesman. She's a general, but she's kind of very quiet. Um, now, Sabine. I mean, I only watched a few episodes of Rebels. I remember her wearing a helmet all the time. Did she take that off eventually? No, not all the time. No, she took it off all the time to show off her rainbow-coloured hair. Did she? Yeah. Okay, cool. Barely ever wore the helmet, only when they fought, okay. uh, like if they went into battle. Okay, cool. Um, all right, well, that's good That's good news. Now, that rainbow-coloured hair's in this band, dude. She's in it. She's in it. Wearing... It looks awful. Ugh. She cuts her hair at the end. Now, did... Uh, Tano try to train her to be a Jedi and it didn't work out or something? That seems to be the storyline. Is that what No, 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 no. Um, uh, fuck, I remember the names now. Um, well, that's the big storyline in this. Kanan trained her, not, uh, Kanan Jarrah trained her, not, um, well, in this, uh, not Ahsoka. In this, it's all about Ahsoka and her had a big falling out because she didn't follow Ahsoka's teachings. And mm, well, again, that's already a, a retcon, so <laughs> that's the but is that what happened at the end? Typical, typical woman taking credit for a man's job. <laughs> um, now Michelle made a good point, she said she thinks like some of the criticism could be a bit sexism from people because it's a very female centric show, and I you know, absolutely not. Can I tell you this? Fucking, it is maddening how much people love Ahsoka Tano. I hate that fucking character. But she is one of the most loved fucking characters in Star Wars. So, no, it is not sexism. <laughs> so, what's the reviews like on this show? I mean, I've enjoyed it. I, I... It's pretty middling. Okay. Most people have just said it kind of breaks Star Wars... Um, Why? Uh, sort wow. of history where they basically because they've created like a second uh, um, galaxy Galax or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, these these thrones in like a whole separate galaxy. Yeah, which has never been a thing for Star Wars. Star Wars has always never no dealt the, the, with these space or whales or something. Do it, man! It was actually a really cool scene, dude. Where it looked really <laughs> cool, buddy. Enjoy your little Ahsoka Tano show. I hope you love it. I hope the two of you fucking, you know, think it's the best show ever made. I will not watch Hot Garbage. I'm sorry, man. Well, I want to see Thrawn as well, man. Like, apparently he's going to show up at some point. I also like all the Imperials talking and shit, like on the Secret Council and Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian. It's pretty good, man. Like, there's a lot of shit going on in Star Wars at the moment, dude, that you're missing out on, man. It's actually not bad. Mate, I am not missing anything. <laughs> not missing anything I at all. Know, you're, you're confusing me with someone who actually <laughs> gives a crap about this shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, well, it's weird that you've confused me like that. All I'm saying is uh, I've tuned in for this stuff, and I've been bored 
many times by a lot of the modern Star Wars stuff, many times. And I'm finding this way less boring than normal. A lot more is happening, man. You're seeing a lot of, um, whatever you call them, the droids, the C-3PO droids. You're seeing a lot of those guys roaming around. Um, you're seeing guys, R2 units, some of them from Blaster, I believe. Was, a, was it Boomer or Blaster or something? The original red guy from Star Wars New Hope showed up at one point. Remember the guy that was in the jail? Oh, yeah, 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 the one that got scrapped. Cool. Yeah, He's another back, man. He's bad. back, dude. He's back, man. Whew, so much retconning in this uh, show. <laughs> I'm loving it, man. And um, there's just a lot of shit going on. Ray Stevenson's in it. Dude playing a dark Jedi. Mm. Very good. Very good, man. He like mm. this is what I'm trying to say, man. There's there's, there's all this shit. There's, there's there's all these new Jedi's coming in, man. Like it's finally. You're always like, why can't there be more Jedi's? Fucking how many fucking Jedi and Force users survived Order sixty six? It's like it never fucking happened. <laughs> well, but like it's not that many, man. Like man, the way Disney Star Wars is going, there's going to be like fifty fucking Jedi in this period of time, man. Like. The whole point of was that Luke was supposed to restart the Jedi. Right. And from that point on, you're supposed to have more Jedi. The fucking hell. Disney Star Wars has had so many fucking new Force users and Jedi in, in, in this period alone. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> there is a lot. But I don't know, dude. It's actually pretty entertaining. I mean, if you just take it with a grain of salt, it's, 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 it's honestly quite no, I'm, I'm cutting down. I'm cutting back on my salt, bro. I'm telling you, man, like, I know you want to hate it so bad. It's way better than the sequel movies, dude. Way better. Man, I don't hate it. I don't care about it. All right. Okay. I literally don't care. Like, when I see it, I don't even get angry. I just go, don't give a shit. Okay. I want to find out what the reviews are like on Ahsoka because we're going to keep watching it. I'm going to review it next week. Uh, let's go to Metacritic. Let's go to Metacritic um, and see what... The Ahsoka, what's it called? Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. Okay, Ahsoka. I, don't, I, I struggle to spell it. Michelle was saying what a stupid name, and I agree. I find it very hard. That's to... sexist, man. You tell Michelle that's sexist. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> no, she was just saying it's a very female-centric show. Like, it's pretty much an all-female lead cast, you know, and could that not be part of the you know, backlash, if there's a backlash. I mean, listen, probably. I mean, Jesus Christ, so many women in one place is very annoying. <laughs> so good. How do I spell it, man? Can you spell it for me? So uh, A-S-O-K-A? Or S-H, or S-A-S-H-O-K-A. It's just not coming up. I can't find it. But I will find it, and we'll, um, Ahsoka Tana, here we go. I've got it here. Oh, it's it's with an A-H, yeah. Okay, A-H. Yeah, yeah, A-S. Ash, Oka. Yeah, that's right. Okay, it's got a 67 on Metacritic. That's not bad. Hmm. It's in the green. Pretty mediocre. Man. 67 is not bad, dude. That's in the green, yeah. easily. Yeah, cool, yeah. What a ringing endorsement. It's not bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly think that this is definitely... I, I, I do not understand why everyone was hating on Mandalorian Season 3. I, I, I do not... I, I, unless I'm watching a different show, this one feels a lot more entertaining. There's a lot of shit about Bo-Katan and the Mandalorians, man. Um, rebuilding Mandalorian shit. Like, it's really 
got a lot of shit going on. Um, there's tons of Mandalorians yeah, but, in it. But, Dave, I've experienced it so much better already. Why would I want to watch cheap knockoff crap that sure. is telling a worse story than what I read back in 15, 20 years ago? I like, guess so. What's yeah. the point? I guess so. I never read it, so I don't even know. Um, all right. Well, moving away from that. Um, so you're not even watching it, so you can't review it, man. Can't you watch one oh, episode? No. Just to Listen, buddy, 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 you're already forcing me to watch this fucking uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings crap and <laughs> Wheel, of, Wheel of, Time. of Time fucking nonsense. I ain't watching so much crap. I'm sorry. My fine. my sanity can't take it, man. All right, fine. You don't need to watch it. So you're obviously going to hate it anyway. So, all right. Yeah. Um, Night Dive Studios have announced Star Wars Dark Forces remaster for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, et cetera, et cetera. So... Do you know what this is? Uh, it's a first-person shooter from 95, I believe. Did you ever play this? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Dark Forces. Yeah, 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 I have it, yeah. Mm. So it's being re-released, remastered. Was it fun? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'm, again, see, I'm so surprised that they're doing that. That's non-canon crap. Yeah. Why are they remaking and, and, re- and re-releasing so much uh, non-canon stuff? Hmm? If their Star Wars is so good <laughs> and uh, telling great stories, why are we remastering old shit? Well, it's just a game, isn't it? Like a shooter. Yeah, but it's it's part of the old canon that well, doesn't exist anymore. That Disney people, wiped clean. Dude, a lot of people don't care, man. I don't care. You know. I'm like, just saying. Just saying. But you can you go. Think you'd, you'd think you'd make a new game with your new characters, wouldn't you? Huh? Weird. Sure. Yeah. Oh shit! Wait, where's the Ray game? <clears throat> <laughs> That's weird. Where's the, where, where, I mean, uh, when Star Wars came out, I remember playing games that had Luke Skywalker and all that in it, mm. and Han Solo, and Boba Fett and all that. Well, those characters, huh. those new characters didn't connect, man, uh, the, the movie characters. Oh, so weird. But they, oh, wait, where's the, uh, where's the Mandalorian game? Uh-huh. Oh, but, Mandalo- but Mandalorian, oh, like, in all, in all fairness, man, Mandalorian massively w- was probably the biggest success of Disney and yet they haven't greenlit a fucking game where they let you play as the Mandalorian. They haven't. But but I'm just saying that is actually a success from Disney since the um, they took over Star Wars. Probably their biggest success outside of Force Awakens. You know, like, it, it's been a big hit, the Mandalorian thing. That's I would say that's one of their best... best Supposedly, things. but yet they're remaking Dark Forces. Just saying, Dave. It's very weird. Well, I think that they've put out a lot of old, old games. Like, when you go to... Um, PlayStation, Xbox, you can play a lot of the old games. They're all there. Yes, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, they are developing all this new stuff. They've got comics, they've got novels, they've got TV shows. I ain't seen any games based on this crap. Mm. If it's if it's so popular and it's doing so well and it's so good and people are enjoying it, where's the fucking games? I don't know. Um, they, they did do those Jedi Fallen Order um, game and th- those two. That yeah, that's cool. a new character they created, which isn't in any movie or TV show or anything. Hmm. But I'm saying, you, you're like, where's what, where's the games the based on these characters that allow you to play as these characters, or at least have the characters in the game? Sure, I, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Disney, I don't think Star Wars has particularly been well served by games in general until Jedi Fallen Order. They had the Battlefront games. I don't remember what else if they've had any other games. They haven't done a lot of games basically have they oh, other than the lego sure uh the the lego games and yeah the um the the battlefront games no yeah 
Yeah, a missed opportunity. Especially, as you say, when they're doing all this other shit. Um, where's their, okay, the, where's their High Republic game? Yeah, I don't know. You know, you made it, you know, back in the day, they had a Knights of the Old Republic. You've sure. created your little fucking, you know, High Republic sort of stuff. Where's Where's the game based on that? Like, I'm yeah. sorry, like... I just think again. Just I'm sorry. Star Wars to me is just like fucking DC. It's a failed fucking franchise right now to me. Mm. A mismanaged, failed fucking franchise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's failing, but uh, it's certainly in, in flux. I I don't know. It's 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 hard to. I wouldn't say it's failing. Um, well, it's certainly failing to make it any much of an impact that like the original Star Wars did. Oh yeah. It's not doing that, but that was that was a that was a paradigm shifting experience. The original Star Wars, you know, that was that was genuine. Yeah, but but guess what? When Knights of the Republic came out, fucking set the Star Wars gaming community on fire, man! Mm. Like fucking great. Like still to this day, hailed as one of the best RPGs ever made. Sure. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like. <sighs> Yeah. Um, there were books. Everyone, everyone talks about uh, Heir to the Empire, mm. right? I'm sorry. There's no one is talking about anything for a brief moment. Yes, The Mandalorian, but never didn't seem to capitalize. You seem to be the only person I know that's in <laughs> season three. Michelle, so as, Michelle as well. Not sure Michelle if success on Michelle as well. We're we're both enjoying it. Well, you- I don't know, Dave. I haven't heard that from her mouth, so no, I'm, no, I'm just going to secondhand she, information. She, but she prefers the ah- Ahsoka Tano. Um, I, I prefer the Ahsoka Tano to Mandalorian Season 3 too. I, I, I genuinely liked Ahsoka Tano. Have you got to the Lizzo Jack Black episode yet? Gone past it. It wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. It wasn't that great. But then oh, I, mean, I think uh, uh, who was in that? Uh, uh, Lloyd was in that as well. Who? Um, Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, he played... Um, Brown. He, yeah, he played the guy at the um, the security guy. Look, I was bracing for that. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah, you know why? They are bad in it, especially Jack Black. He's actually a lot worse than um, Lizzo. Who, who? Oh, he's fucking. Well, Lizzo can barely act, and he's just hamming it up. Yeah, he hams it up badly. She just basically delivers a line. In fairness, I wouldn't even known who she was if I had been told. Um, Christopher Lloyd is fine. He just plays the security guy. The Jack Black is is terrible, but he's not in it much. He 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 his screen time is probably not even ten minutes. You know, it's probably a bit more like five minutes. Um, but I will say, just wrapping this up, I do prefer the Sokotano to the Mandalorian season three. But I'm just interested to see what people think. I'm going to keep my feelers out because I I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Now, um, uh. We we covered this. Uh, Death of Death of Lieutenant Superman is turning thirty years old this year. Jesus, that ages oh, me. Jesus, mm, ages us all, buddy. It does man? I can remember when he died too. And show discussion. I think Michael Keller should, should DC have just left him dead. I'm like, no. What a, that would have been. What's not? I mean, also like, in all fairness, Michael, that would never gonna happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, okay. yeah. you have to remember. Okay, so I, hmm, I, I'm assuming that maybe people forget, or maybe there's some information. They didn't kill off Superman because they were trying to boost sales. Mm. They killed off Superman because they were just killing time until they could have the wedding. So, well, if you've true. watched the documentary, they were planning on the Clark Kent Lois Lane wedding. 
But the uh, uh, Adventures of Lois and Clark Great show. were also going to do the wedding, but they were a while off from it. They were like a year away. Yeah. And they wanted it to coincide. Yes. So th- they had planned it, and they were like, well, well what, we've got to have a writer's room. We've got to come up with what we're going to do for a year. Mm. And as the joke, uh, as the joke is... Um, who was it? I think it was Ordway. I yes. think they said joked all the time. Yeah. Let's just kill him. Yeah. And then at, in the one meeting, they were like, "Why don't we kill him?" So they never killed Superman because he was not popular or because he wasn't selling, and they needed to boost his sales. I mean, it didn't hurt that that happened, but they did it because they didn't have any other ideas <laughs> to postpone the wedding. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And they, and they, and they saw an opportunity to actually do this, and um, was a massive success. Now yeah. I, I will say this. Um, and we've got great characters out of it. We've got Superboy and we've got um, Steel. Yeah. And right. even a great new villain out of it, Cyborg Superman. So exactly. I, I think the, the benefits definitely outweigh, oh, totally. you yeah. know, totally. whatever people's now, feelings are on what, it. Something that's interesting, I, and I was obsessed with um, that when it happened. And I went and bought, uh, back in the 90s, when you did not get many trades, I bought a really big, chunky uh, Reign of the Superman and Return of the Superman trade together. It was great. And I got it for a good price, and I read it. I loved it. It collected the whole thing from the death to the whole return, uh, like literally until the bits with, you know, um, you know, Mongol and blah, 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 Greenland, mm-hmm. you know, all that, that, that whole story. Loved it. Now apparently, um, the sales uh, during the run of Superman were really weakening badly, and despite it was a really good story, the the, the audience um, just didn't stay along for the ride. And no, I think people tuned in because of the death, but the. Are... are you there? I think we dropped out, Rich. I don't think. Okay. Um... You know, after the death, they introduced four new characters, and I don't think people were really interested in um, following these four different characters. Sure. Um, so I think some sales may have been maybe Superboy was probably one of the better selling ones. I don't know about like the Eradicator and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, can, I, I, I do know that, and I'm not surprised. Um, no. I think a lot of people who weren't even comic book fans probably bought. You know, it's, Superman's dead, and they all bought the book. But then I don't think they were interested in sticking around for the four new Supermen. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, so it's interesting. Um, now I did have a very brief review, and I won't go into huge detail. Um, I, I was have been watching that War World, the new DC animated. Uh, oh, it, yeah, yeah. It's vignettes. Now, once again, once again. The extremely poor animation lets down what is actually some interesting stories, you know? And the fact that it's not one big movie, but it's little vignettes, like Jonah Hex, uh, mm. Wonder Woman and Spaghetti Western, you've got a, uh, a Warlord story, um, etc. Like, there's some really interesting ideas in there. What lets it down? is just this really poor animation from the very start and it's so cheap and I think it's unforgivable because it makes you not want to keep watching. You know, they could just make it look so Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I have no interest in watching so many of these movies. I do watch... I I will watch them sometimes when they come out on the streaming, but it's not like back in the day where I, I fucking rushed out to buy 
you know, public enemies and yes, yes, um, uh, uh, Doomsday and all that sort of stuff. The the old animations and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I rushed out whenever there was a new movie, like. I fucking rushed out to buy it on DVD or Blu-ray. Do you know what I mean? It like, looks so much so better. Looks so much better, didn't it, Rich? You know? Oh hell yes! Like, isn't it sad that Public Enemies fucking blows this shit away? You know, like blows it away. Like it's ridiculous. You know that movie came out twenty years ago. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, DC animation. Take the note. Put some fucking money into the animation because it looks terrible. Um, Suicide Squad director David Ayer acknowledges the Joker's damage tattoo wasn't the best idea, admits that he regrets doing it. And then it also said, oh, Jared Leto killed it. No one got to see it. You know, boo-hoo. Um, you know, like... <laughs> oh, really, he's still talking about that. Uh, yeah. God, there's so many rumours coming out of this gun crap. Like, he really needs to put his foot down. Like, there was a rumor that, like, Ben Affleck was going to be still doing another Batman movie, and Ben Affleck's come out and said, no, that's absolute bullshit. Um, Gal Gadot's, like, going around saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're in talks to do another Wonder Woman. And he's, like, going, like, nope, that's that's not happening. You've got, um, uh, I'm trying to remember all the, the, Where's the, Cryborg? the rumors and all this sort of stuff. Where's Cryborg? Is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> Cryborg, yeah. Oh, and now David Ayer's talking about, like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, there's going to be an Ayer cut. Um, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be released at some point, and I'm like, God, there's just so much. This is why no one wants to fucking participate in the DC shit. Like, yeah, it's it just, it's just so much misinformation, bullshit, rumors. Yeah. Uh, she said, he said, crap. It's like, it's just so amateurish, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is, and and also, does the world really need the air cut of Suicide Squad? I think we can live without it. You know. Um, yeah, and this, and this coming from a bloody uh, Suicide fan, yes. I mean, I'm a massive, yeah. massive fucking Suicide fan. In fact, I messaged you the other day because I've been bagging and boarding. You're a massive fan of Suicide. <laughs> yeah, I'm a massive fan of Suicide, guys. Like, it's my number one hobby. Um, no, I'm actually annoyed because I'm, I I realized the other day when I was bagging and boarding, I'm one issue short of the entire original Suicide run. Really? I'm missing issue 40, uh, 58. I literally have almost every single one except for one. Wow. The John Ostrander run, yeah? Yeah. That's impressive. How long a run is that? Uh, it's about 60, 60 issues, give okay. or take. Okay, so it's gettable. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I've just got to try and find that issue 58 somewhere and also one that's is not, not on e- someone asked me 50 bucks. eBay or something? Yeah, I've been having a look, but sometimes it's just a bit overpriced. You know, some people yeah. just go like... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you can have it. It's like twenty five dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying twenty five dollars. I'm sorry, like, sure, yeah, oh, and then fourteen dollars shipping. Nah, I'm good. Thanks. Like, yeah. I'm not paying you fucking fifty bucks for one issue. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Baldur- I'm not that much of a collector. <laughs> Baldur's Gate three writer uh, hopes they did the nineties Bioware proud. So Bioware did Baldur's Gate back in the day, did they? Is that right or not? Uh, yes, yes, they okay. did the original wow. Baldur's Gate. Um, I'm trying to remember so I play, I played if one they did the two. sequel or if Obsidian did the sequel. Right, okay. Fuck, I love that sequel. I, I've got to play this Baldur's Gate 3 because I'm sure I'd enjoy it. Uh, Konami has been sit, fit to include a content warning with the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection warning players that it contains expressions and themes that may be considered outdated. Oh, well, you know what? 
Oh my god. Yeah. Like whatever. Like, do we do we really? You know, you, you know. I'll take that over them editing it though. You know, if if all I have to do yeah, is see that. I suppose if yeah, if the options are like uh, having it edited or removed or that, but the fact that you have bullshit. to is just so. It's such bullshit. Did I mention last so week that they tried that? Well, not tried. They have edited the French Connection. Did I mention that last week? Uh, we were talking about it. Uh, I don't remember you saying that though. But yeah, they did that. They they edited the French Connection, took out the N word and stuff, and it's just bullshit. Like you're taking, oh, you're taking. Oh my god! But you're taking That's... the vernacular of the time of a seventies masterpiece. You're. It's, it's, can you, can, I'm sorry, but can, can you can you imagine they're like, oh, we need to take out the N-word. We can't have young people uh, hearing that. And then some kid's just walking down like New York or something and then he hears like, hey, my N, was it my N? And you're like, oh, yeah, they never get to hear that word anymore. <laughs> like, it's not like that word is not exactly used in America. At, like, you know, it's like these kids are not hearing it. But, but also, like, it's a snapshot of a time of a very, very flawed police officer you know, who wasn't a perfect person and it's, you know, you're, you're editing that out, you're changing the movie. It's it's a sacrilege, really, what they're doing, you know. Hmm. Well, it's why we, we have people in today's age who literally have no ability to do critical thinking, right? Because I can watch a movie and, yes, a character could be racist in it or say something racist and I go, you know, nah, it's just that that was a different time different whatever, it's not acceptable today, but it doesn't stop it from being a good movie exactly. or being a classic or something like that. The fact that people can't function like that, mm. like that they cannot critically think like that and go, look, I'm not condoning this, but mm. it doesn't detract from the, the, the work of art that it is or the piece of and, art and, that it and is. And also like, it's painting a picture of a time period too. We, well, people did you know. did carry on like that. Yeah, it's not 100%. like it's not made up bullshit. So that's, people, <laughs> that's the other part. Like it's it, it, you know, this fucking thing is showing a very flawed police officer and his partner <clears throat> chasing after these criminals in a in a broken down system in a in a in a decaying city. And these were the times. And and don't try to fucking disnify it. You know, please. It's the French Connection for fuck's sake. Now. Um, the guy who played Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes was speaking with Inverse. I thought he made some interesting comments. He said he knew, he knew the G.I. Joe reboot wasn't going to be a success. Hollywood is just obsessed with telling the same thing over and over again. Firstly, remakes. Secondly, it's got to be based on IP. Third, it's so absurd because I'm just like, hold on, people want originality. Where is it? What's going on here? Snake Eyes didn't do too well, which I knew it wasn't going to. I think they're probably going to reboot from the ground up. I'm cool. I did like Storm Shadow Tommy. I found a way to love him, and I think there would have been something to do. I think there would have been a really cool Storm Shadow film if they did it right. I love the way this guy tries to spin it into a, like, you know, the Storm Shadow I mean, it's, it's, We were just saying this before. It's that typical fucking actor thing <laughs> of, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk it up. I'm going to take the money. And then after the fact, I'm going to turn around and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Especially when it flopped. By the way, what do you mean uh, originality uh, and remakes? There's never been a fucking Snake Eyes movie, you dumb shit. This was an original fucking movie. Yes, maybe it's based on an old IP, but no one's ever made a Snake Eyes movie. Yeah, true. You were the first. And well, guess what? You fucked it up. Oh, but, but also, <laughs> like, you know, 
you're allowed to have been in a movie that was a bad movie and flopped. It's not all the guy played Storm Shadow. Yeah, it was by a- the way, and, and as we've ascertained, a movie that makes a billion dollars isn't, by definition, a good movie. And a movie that flops isn't, by definition, a bad movie. Snake Eyes I mean, for God's sake, you know how many cult classics who, that are considered classics now, sure. pieces of, like, literature or art, were flops back in the day? Yeah. One of my favorite movies, The Thing, was a colossal flop. Great movie. It bombed. Yeah. But guess what? Everyone loves it now. So don't don't talk bad about your movies, man. Like, you don't know what's going to become a cult classic. Although like, I will say this, Snake Eyes Origins is a fucking horrible movie. Um, I mean, it is a terrible movie, but my point is, like, just take the higher road, man. Yeah, true. Like, well, yeah, he's... stop. Stop badmouthing the I shit. Think, like it I just makes you look bad. I think he's in a show now, and he's 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 a couple of seasons in, and I think he's probably got you know he's trying to I don't know. I mean, God, dude, not trying to pe- do something. That's for sure. Not many people saw it, so I wouldn't worry too much. Now, um, there was some stuff here about uh, Jeff Johns um, has announced his Red Coat spinoff. It was promoted heavily back in 2021 as a collaboration between Johns and Brian Hitch, no mention since. Was sales so bad on his creator-owned series that he went back to the big two? I think this is um, Michael Kellisham. He obviously didn't like Junkyard Joe. I didn't read Junkyard Joe. I liked Geiger, and I believe there's going to be another Geiger, Origin of Geiger in Ground Zero. Um, I've not heard about this Red Coat series. I thought Geiger was good. I, I do feel... It could have. I, what I wish he would do is do it like a normal comic. Don't do six issues and take fucking two years off so everyone forgets about it. You know, like pump it out yeah. every and month. Also at the same time, like I mean, I understand. I mean, as someone who works a job and tries to be creative in between having a life and mm-hmm. family and girlfriend and all that, it's not easy to like get the stuff done. You know what I mean? You've but got to put bread on the job. table this first. This is his job. This is his job. No, 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 no. But you like, yeah, but you only get paid afterwards, bro. Like mm. it's at DC. If you're working at DC, you're getting paid to write Yeah. with the creator and stuff. You're only getting paid afterwards, bro. When the shit sells, but like you, you don't it's think not Jeff exactly Johns can fund a fucking one comic. I'm pretty confident he could afford it, man. Like it, like an image, he couldn't afford an artist and get this shit out. Like he could do it if he uh, wanted to. And I mean, don't forget, he hasn't exactly um, set the world on fire in the DC um, Warner Brothers mm. role that um, led to fucking problems and cause of racism. He's not exactly working <laughs> like he was at DC with the Green Lantern days. And that was that was some pretty bullshit cause of racism. Remember, it was just like yeah. Like, but you know what I mean. Like I'm just saying. Like it's not like he's been pumping shit out for DC. No, I know, but like you know. So, you know. But, but I don't look. Here's the thing. You always make assumptions about people's bank accounts, and I always just go, "Look, mate, we don't know their bank accounts. We don't know their lives. We don't know what financial shit they've gotten themselves into, and and all that sort of shit." Like you just assume people got money just sitting in the bank account. Like, well, you know, I would. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is, if he was serious about Geiger. Okay, he would do what Kirkman did and pump that comic out and hit the deadline every month. I don't think it would be beyond him at all, at all. I don't think he's that serious about it. Yeah, but also don't forget, it's not just him. He's also there could be issues with Hitch or what other people are working on it who could be fucking you around or Hitch could be late or 
you or know, Gary uh, Frank. Got on. Oh, man, I've got to get this other stuff done first. Your stuff's going to become his second because, sure. you know, like, look, all I'm saying is that we don't know. I mean, sure. he's obviously working on stuff. He's just done stuff for DC. So oh. I don't know. We've got to, you know, maybe. We don't um, know his finances. We don't know his finances. That's true. You know, maybe he's going through a divorce. Maybe there's kids. You know, there's bills. I'm sure there's bills. And, and the DC stuff probably pays well. But I'm just saying, if you were serious about launching your own imprint, uh, creator-owned, I would make sure that every month I'm getting the comic out. You know, just one comic, just get it out, like without fail. I, you know, as you say... I don't disagree with you. I mean, if you want to get it out, you've got to get it out. Yeah, but anyway... We'll see what happens, man. I don't know. We don't know about health stuff. We like, literally, we don't know. Like, mm. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's juggling a few different balls. He's probably still got some media commitments, you know, um, some sort of producer roles. He's obviously doing a little bit of stuff at DC. You know, he's probably juggling a few things. Uh, that's for sure. Um, so maybe maybe the creator only is taking a back seat. But I don't think the solution is, with Geiger, you know, it was decent. And then instead of, like, he gives you a little bit and then there's a huge pause. Well, people are going to forget about it, you know? You need to... I don't... Yeah, I don't... I mean, I've forgotten about it, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Like, I don't disagree with you there. Honestly, I don't. But this is also the problem with independent stuff is Mm. um, uh, you've either got to give it your all and your laser focus Mm. um, or, unfortunately, it's always going to take a backseat to other things. So. That's it, man. Who knows? All right. Bob Dylan's announced October 2023 tour dates. He's been on tour in support of Rough and Roundy Ways, his uh, last album since fall 2021. I believe he's 83 now. Bob, man. He's getting up there. Um, time's almost up. <laughs> what's that? I said time's almost up. <laughs> the times they are changing. Um, he's still rolling, man. You know, 83. He obviously loves it. I'd like to see one more studio album. Maybe I'm selfish, but I'd like to see one more, you know? Call it Into the Void. Why not? I loved Rough and Rowdy Ways. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, It's always a treat. But he's playing basically the same show now every night, you know? It's almost almost becoming Sinatra. He's been at Vegas. It's almost becoming Sinatra in the final years now. You know, it's a set playlist. Or Elvis. Yeah. When he was at Vegas. Yeah. Bob's... Who used to change his set list up a lot? He's now plugged well, into. To be fair, at that age, probably the memory started to go. So he's just like, I'm just going to do the same shit over and over, so I don't have to memorize any <laughs> anything. I'm just going to. It's going to become muscle memory. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Look at 83. I mean, there's no way in hell I'd be out there touring the the US. Like he loves the road, man. His life is the road. You know. Um, mm. I don't know. There's a song in that, man. There is a song in that. Well, then you should write it, Dave. Bob should do it. I think. Uh, now, how about this? CBR put out an article this week. What comics needs, Rich, is an ongoing Watchmen title. I responded, no, it doesn't. You know. Well, can, can I just say something? And, and this is why I, 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 I know I don't, like, contribute a hell of a lot to the news. Um, and it's because, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, like, you asked me this week, you were like, hey, Richard, I'm really, really sick, so can you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, can you get, and I was like, I almost, like, I almost off myself at one point because I was going to all these comic book websites and they are literally the worst 
I'm so glad I don't go to these places on a regular basis, like your bleeding cools, your CBRs, your your stuff. Like, it's just so much fucking dribble and fluff pieces. And, like, I saw one, I kid you not, I saw one on CBR where they said, like, they were talking about how Martian Manhunter, you know, he's underutilized and he would be perfect for his own ongoing title. And I was like... You fucking idiots. He's had ongoing yeah. titles for years. They yeah. just never have taken off. Exactly. Yes, he he would be ripe for a, 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 a thing, but it never works out, and they have tried it. You've, you, you've not yeah. come up with something new, you dipshits. <laughs> like, if you actually knew comics... Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, there's been Martian Man, Martian Man well, Hunter titles before. Can I just say, to, uh, this is my personal opinion, I think the biggest problem they have with Martian Manhunter is, if you're going to do a Martian Manhunter book, right... Do it like like Wade is doing with World's Finest, right? Mm. You just you do an origin story that's not current like canon or, or continuity. Sure. And you basically tell a story of when he arrives, mm. how he learns about the world, mm. how he tries different uh, uh, personalities, different um, aliases. Because in the original thing, he actually they they rec- they they made it that he was actually a couple of heroes before. Because mm-hmm. of his shape-shifting abilities. And so he'd been on different teams and stuff and all that until he settled on the whole Martian Manhunter look and all that. Do that. Experience that. Like, just have experience that. Like, explore that character of him trying to be this hero, trying to find what works. But the problem is, is I think they try and fit it into the current continuity when I don't feel like his backstory is really being explored. Yeah. Well, so, like I agree with him, but the way they wrote it is like they wrote it like they were the first people yeah. to come up with the idea that Martian Manhunter should have his own ongoing title. You know, you know what Wonder Woman that needs? Said, like, three in the last twenty years. You know what Wonder Woman needs? Her own ongoing. You <laughs> fucking sexists. Uh, you know who's an underutilized character? Green Lantern. He should have his own title. Oh wait, there's eight of them. Never mind. You know what we need? And a fucking black Green Lantern, you racists. And it's like there's like four. <laughs> Actually, well, yeah, there's like two and a half. Yeah, but but like, yeah, they yeah, you're 100 percent right. Those um those articles, I put that in there as a joke. Those articles are so full of shit. They are jokes, man. They yeah, are. I, jokes. I, I don't pay any attention to them. That just happened to flash up in my news feed, and I just laughed. I was just like, that is not. I what got say, man. It's soul crushing. As a comic book fan, I, I'm so glad I don't go to these websites because oh, they are. As a comic book fan, I just find them soul crushing, man. I just find them. They're, just pa- they're pathetic, dude. They're, sad they're, they're just they're just desperate to pump out any content. I almost feel like you, but you know what? They also the people that contribute to the fact why comics aren't doing well because this is the shit that like someone who's new to comics would read. Yeah, I know, but it's it's the it's the so it, they're basically talentless, and I hesitate to use the word journalists. They're they're talentless hack writers. They're just hack writers basically, and they just. They see, like, I'm looking at blue and gold, and they just, okay, blue and gold, blue and gold. I've got to write something off the top of my head about blue and gold. You know, what, what, what we really need is another blue and gold title. They're the best character of all time. And, you know, insert five reasons why. That's it. There, there, there is... Um, I saw one article that did with, like, ten reasons why this is great, and five why it's not. Yeah, and I was just like, this point. is such crap, man. This is, yeah. like... Uh, when Mitch was talking to me on um, Instagram and all that, he, he sometimes sends me these like wizard mm. 
um, articles and stuff when like Wizard used to like cast yeah. characters for movies and stuff. And I've actually got a few Wizard magazines in my cupboard. In fact, one he sent me, I was like, I'm not joking. I literally have that one hidden away in a cupboard somewhere. Yeah. And I miss those, man. Like, fuck. Like, mm. I feel like these websites should go and re- get a bunch of Wizard magazines and read how it was done. Yeah. Like, but they don't care. They just all, all, for comics and get them into comics. All they want to do, dude, is get their content out there on their um, website and just get click throughs. That's all. That's all they care about. They, they don't really care. Oh, yeah, about yeah. It. I know it's all clickbait shit and all that sort of stuff. But I just, as I said, I just find it soul crushing, man. It I was just like, oh, I'm not enjoying this week. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I, you. I, I'm not joking. I feel for you, bro. Like me. What? The fact that you have to like skim through all this fucking news. Don't worry, I don't read too many articles. I, I only read stuff that, that interests me. Most of the stuff I just uh, ignore. You, you, you basically ignore most of that. I, I don't look at any of that stuff. I, I Just stuff that comes into my feed. Now, we had Shopping with the Gang. There's a Green Lantern core omnibus by Tomasi and Gleason. Would you give this a mm. recommend, Rich? Oh, hell yes. Hell yes. I have the entire run in floppies, and I wow. have all of them in trades as well. Um, mm. I probably Again, for me, I probably won't buy the Omnibus just because I don't need it. Yeah. Like, I've got, got it all in hardcovers yeah. in the different volumes. Um, what I prefer to get Omnibuses, something I don't have a full collection of. What era um, is this, man? Is this is this Jeff Johns? Oh, this, was the, this was the Jeff Johns, man. This is the, this is the Green Lantern Rebirth. Okay. Um, where he literally took Green Lantern and, and pretty much made him like almost the most popular character in DC um, for like 10 years. Yeah, so that's like, a strong Jesus hero. Christ. How cool was that? I was living in like an, a utopia. <laughs> I was living in like... <laughs> a Green the, Lantern was, utopia. Yeah, my greatest <laughs> era of comics was reading Green Lantern for 10 years where he was pretty much the most popular character. He was like, killing it. He was killing it. Dude, like, they had Green Lantern, they had Green Lantern Core, they, um, at one point they had a Sinestro book, at one point they also had, like, Red Lanterns, like, uh, New Guardians, um, Green Lantern New Guardians, which is the Carl Rayner book. Like, dude, that was the first time in my life of being a Green Lantern fan where there were literally, like, five Green Lantern books in publication at the same time. Yeah. Now, I do think they probably oversaturated it. Sure, but um, they always do. That's which complex. they tend to fucking do, unfortunately. Yeah. But if they, I, I just feel like they just le- kept it at Green Lantern, Green Lantern Core, and even just New Guardians. Yeah. Um, just, just kept it at that. I think it, uh, it probably could have been a bit better uh, because I feel like Red Lanterns was a good enemy, and I don't think they needed their own book. No. And same with Sinestro. Again, Sinestro is the villain. Mm. We don't need a book on him. We can explore him in the pages of Green Lantern or Green Lantern Core, whatever. Like he doesn't need his own. So I do, I do think that. But no, oh, man, what a golden time. What yeah. a golden age of wow. being a Green Lantern fan, man. Jeff Johns, Just, like, knocked it out of the park. Probably the best thing he's ever done. I'd agree. I think it's Jeff Johns's like, it's his crowning achievement. You know? Oh, well, that and, yeah, that and JSA, just below that. Yeah. No, I'd agree. 100%. Like, he um, breathed new life into JSA and he breathed new life into Green Lantern. Like, what an achievement, man. Like, seriously. I, that, that's why he will always have a special place in my heart of just... The, the fact that he elevated Green Lantern and JSA. Um, he deserves it, man. Yeah, for sure. 100% deserves it, dude. Um, they were fucking fantastic. I was reading Green Lantern then too. It was awesome. I didn't read as much as you, but 
it was fucking great. Uh, it was also very well serviced by great art. Um, Ethan oh, Ivan Mankey, and, uh, Ivan, Ivan Rice, Rice um, yeah. Ivan Rice, uh, like. Ethan Van Sciver, Skyver. Um, oh. Uh, oh, hang on, hang on, I'm going to get his name. Lots of good artists, man. Uh, Gleason was it? Yeah, Gleason, yeah, Gleason yeah. who is with Tomasi, who is actually there. Yeah, uh, Tomasi and Gleason are the ones that are doing the Green Lantern Core. Um, no, man, dude, I recommend if anyone wants just peak fucking awesome Green Lantern, just this is the period to buy it. Like if you get omnibuses and this is and it. That, yeah. This, this is, is it. it. Yeah. Now, in terms of other omnibuses, Wolverine Omnibus Volume 5 is going to be coming out. I'm not sure if it's late this year or early next. It covers issues 76 to 100 plus. Uh, and so, and a lot of other incidental stuff. Um, it covers the era after the era after the adamantium goes out. Larry Hummer's writing him. I believe he goes feral, etc. Um, you know, ugh, great time. Um, volume five, and apparently um, Adam was telling me there's a new Claremont omnibus coming out of Uncanny X Men Volume Six um, early next year, I believe. Jimmy's turning left 
It's Weekly Comics, Rich. Woo! Now, the Weekly Comics this week, the main two things were your choices, this Blue Beetle stuff. The first one was Blue Beetle 3 by Steve Ditko. I very much enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, the Mad Men, mm. the villains, were very reminiscent of the Creeper design, which I believe Ditko yes. also had yeah. a hand in. Um, well, the, the Mad Men is, is basically, that's his um, most notable... Um, Although uh, Kronos did become uh, a popular as well, okay. um, for, for but but Mad Men was kind of his Joker, if you want to really think of that. It's, it's always been the the, the, the villain that's associated with him. Okay, the villains, I should say. Well, I enjoyed this issue for what it was. I also also I was going to ask you what time period is this? Is this sixties? That's the yeah sixty six, I believe. Right. Okay. So this is kind of after he's done Spider Man and stuff. Just after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of where he's quit Marvel and right. um, he's okay. working for DC and, and he's doing... Oh, so um, was this DC or question... Charlton? Was this... Oh, so this was, Charl- this was Charlton. Uh, okay. Sorry, uh, he eventually did work for DC, but this was Charlton, yes. Okay. Well, I enjoyed this uh, for what it was and I love these snapshots of the time period uh, and I, I, I had a good time with and this did, comic. Did you enjoy the backup story? Uh, what was the backup story? I'm not sure if I saw it. Question. No, the backup story was not on mine. I didn't see it. Mine, oh, okay. Mine didn't have a backup story. Okay. No, because, I mean, uh, again, I read you I read it on uh, DC Infinite, yes? Yeah. Maybe I just missed the backup. Oh, I just didn't realize. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Oh, uh, you would have loved that, man. It's got the question. Yeah, there was a, because they had oh, a backup man. story of the question in it. I will read that. I've got, the, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, uh, look, what I read, I'm giving an 8 out of 10. I very much enjoyed it. Mm. Um, who did the story? So that's Steve Ditko as well. Well, Steve Ditko, and then he had someone, I think, kind of scripted, but he did the plotting and the the art and all that sort of stuff. Okay, so. horrible. Uh, kind of, he kind of did it that Marvel way. Can I just say Where... horrible lettering in the question story? I'm looking at it, like, really terrible lettering. Well, yeah, I think that, I don't know what <laughs> they were going for, but it was a fun story nonetheless. All right, I'm going to check that out. Uh, now, something I did not enjoy was the other Blue Beetle story with Teen Titans. Uh, what a fucking horrible story this was. Um, <laughs> I actually picked the wrong one. Yeah, it was awful. I um, meant to pick the other one with the Mad Men. So oh, that we got, right. We, that would have made more we sense. We got to compare the two, but I picked the wrong issue. Well, uh, can I be honest? I'm going to say something controversial. I'm not really a fan of the new Teen Titans. I know everyone loves them. I know you love them. But I just, I'm just not as into them as... As everyone else, and I know they were a really big book at DC, you know, blah blah blah. But it just has never been my cup of tea. I've tried it many times, and I just found them annoying. And I was also like, "What the fuck is this Blue Beetle? He's barely in this book." Um, yeah, yeah, no, what? Yeah, I, yeah, that's it. I apologize that I just picked the wrong okay. one. Okay, well, I'm giving that one a four. Um, and then we had World's Finest Teen Titans one and two. I thought the writing was... I do like the Titans, yes. Yeah. So, I know you do love the Titans. Now, <laughs> World's Finest, Teen Titans 1 and 2, I thought this... I mean, I've covered it. I thought it was a cringeworthy and appalling, um, especially the first issue. Stick to writing Batman and Superman, Mark Wade. This was bad. Uh, this was 3 out of 10. This was actually... I actually ah. felt this was embarrassing. I I disagree. I think you are going a little bit too hard. It's definitely a five out of ten. Really? Um, wow. It's I no. It's it's got an interesting story, and I quite like the. I do. I like the. Um, fuck. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
I like the relationship of the characters. Uh, like you've got you've got Dick who he's not like again like Batman. He, he has basically said you cannot tell them who you are. Sure. So he knows everyone else's secret identity. No one knows his secret identity. So there's some animosity there. Sure. Uh, between some of the characters, um, you kind of got Kid Flash. You kind of just wants like everyone to sort of get get on with each other. He's like, yeah, but guys, it's like this is so much fun. And that's you know? Wally West, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the Wally West. And oh. then you've got Speedy, who's very like obnoxious. Sure. Uh, he's in there for the clouds. He's, you know, he's, very, he's got that eager, very much like an early Green Arrow. Sure. You know, very egotistical, very and full of he's himself. In the, he's in the shadow of Green Arrow, who's an absent father figure, yeah. basically. Yeah, look, there was a really nice thing where all the characters were talking to their mentors. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, Flash was talking, Kid Flash was talking to Barry, and he's like, how's it all going? And he's like, oh, man, everyone's so cool, and it's so great, and all that sort of stuff. And then you've got Dick talking to Batman, and Batman's like, no, I forbid it. And he's like, but just, you know, it's... I trust them, and you know what I mean. And they having a bit of an argument. Wonder Woman's talking to, and then it looks like Speedy's talking to Green Arrow. Mm. He's like, "Yeah, I put him in his place." You know, I stuck it to the man, you know, because you know he's whatever. And then it turns out that he's just talking to an empty chair. Exactly. And then like Green Arrow. So look, I actually I like things in this book. I think it's got that Wade thing where he's good with character, like setting up. Um, what is it the word I'm looking for like dichotomy of characters or their relationships the only thing that bothered me about these two issues was the dialogue I just think it's old man out of touch writing teen dialogue um, which made it a little bit hard to read but I still really enjoyed what he's like the relationships that he's setting up Mm. Um, you know like Garth he's the awkward one doesn't quite know doesn't feel like he fits in that well because he's from Atlantis and all that sort of stuff Mm. Um, you know, I don't know. I like, as I said, I like aspects of this. I think it's just, I think it's a five out of 10. It's definitely not his best mm, okay. work. Well, and I do think that he might want to bring someone in to maybe help him with the dialogue. Maybe oh, dude, I, I, I like, think he's got to give up. Like he cannot do it, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, I, I, it has flashes of maybe of it, so. if he was plotting it and someone was doing the dialogue, it could be better. If he could, yeah, if he could like come up with his cool, interesting, you know, dynamics. That's the word I was looking for. Dynamics I, you know and, and stuff. And get someone else to write it. That would be probably better. You know what I think would be better is if you did this and did it as whatever time period the original, kind of like how New Frontier was done. So if you did this and it was set in the sixties, I think that would make more sense. Well, you, again, you can't, man. They, 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 that's not when they originated anymore. But but none of this is in continuity, dude. None of it matters. You know. Well, no. So it is kind of in continuity, but it doesn't matter if that makes sense. Like it's the it's the characters that exist now, and he's he's allowed to do this with like backstory. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. It doesn't affect the current stories and, and where the characters go right I, now. I still think it would have been better to do in the 60s because it's even before the new Teen Titans. This is the no, original, no. guys, isn't it? Like no, can I, Actually, you know what? I, I'll, I'll disagree with you. Okay. Uh, we've already got them in the 60s. Okay. Like, I don't need them in the 60s again. If you're going to do something and you're going to re- like revitalize it and change it, because which they have done with comics, you know? I mean, otherwise sure. Superman would literally be 100 years old. Mm. Like... I like the idea of what would it be like if the Teen Titans actually formed, the original Teen Titans actually formed in like 2000 mm. or 2010 instead of 
four or something like, like that. that how though? how really? different would they be? How would they, like I like the idea of Speedy being obsessed with like okay. streaming it and and getting clout and because he's saying it's how they can reach out to us because again it's that green arrow mentality of the little guy i'm making us more accessible to the little guy it's like i get it i can see that he's channeling his his mentor and he thinks it's what he's doing is good and dick is like dude you can't fucking do this shit man like focus on the fucking job you know what i mean like you're becoming a liability or or you're going to get us into and i have a feeling it's going to affect them at some point I have a feeling he's probably going to have it that the him trying to stream and like oh yeah of course go and stuff is going to cause something. I mean, it's clearly said enough of that. So I I like it. I All if right. you're going to give me something, at least give me something fresh and new because I can't go back and read the '60s stuff. Yeah, anytime. but, but, but like, I honestly, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. It makes sense. I'm just saying you go back. I would go back and do the '60s stuff, but do it in a more sophisticated way, but set it in that time period, I still think you could get a lot of bounce out of that. But I get what you're saying. They want to make it out like it's all just happened, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't help that Mark Wade is... Oh, it's so bad. Oh, my God, mm. it's bad. It's really bad. Like, it's up there with Bendis. Bad. It's... It, like, honestly... This might even be worse. You know what? I agree with you, but not to that extent. I, I agree with you that the dialogue is bad, but no, 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 no. Bendis is still way, way, way worse. Because at bad. least they're not continuously talking and filling the page with bubbles. <laughs> True. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe I'm giving Bendis a bit too much credit there. He is worse than this. Um, I don't know. There, there, there are bits I liked, but um, I also wasn't, as enamoured with the art as well. I, there's a lot of stylistic choices. Maybe this is just modern comics and I've just got to deal with it, but I'm not... It is, it is comics. Look, I'm just trying to find a little bit of joy in the modern comics where I can, and I'll be honest with you, because I'm familiar with Wade's stuff and I know that he cares about the characters, mm. um, you know, whether whether he you know can pull it off or not, at least I know he cares, right? Sure. Like, and... I just find like him and John's right now at DC are the only books I can really like read yeah, no, I hear what and, and, and feel like I'm still getting a touch of what I used to. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not there, but I get a touch. I get that like sure. sniff of yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was like reading back in the day, you know? Yes. I can still read like a Joshua Williamson and so on and so stuff like, and, and, and it's fine, but it doesn't make me feel how I felt when I was reading comics like 20 years ago. Do you know what I sure. mean? Like, uh, sure. or 15 years ago. Like I just, I, I and as yeah. I said, like I'm reading his world's finest and I'm really enjoying that at the moment. And I like that he's incorporating kingdom come mm. sort of angles and all that, that sort of that stuff. That to me is a it. lot more interesting. That to me is a lot you know, more fucking interesting. And I like that he's brought a new Amazo Android out. You know what I mean? Cause it's always fun to see fucking Amazo. You know what I mean? Like no, when's the last time someone has used Amazo? Yeah, I like know. honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. That's my point. Like, I, as a, as a comic book fan, and that's why I said, I'm happy with new stories. I'm happy for you to invent new characters. Oh. But throw me some old boys, man. Give me, sure. give me like, oh, shit, this character's turned up. You know what I mean? Like, my God, when's the last time I've seen him? Like, sure. do shit like that to make me also be like, oh, my God, I remember that. You know? I don't yeah. know. It's just... All right. Well, I'm giving it three out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? I said five out of ten. It's not a. It's it's not going to set anyone's world on fire, but I think it five out of ten is okay. is decent. I think you're being very generous, but anyway, now, I think you've been uh, very harsh. So <laughs> yeah, 
I know, I know, I know, I know. I know he can do better though. That's the thing. I know he can do a lot. Oh, better. I do. I I don't agree with. I don't disagree with you. I do think he can do better, but yeah. at the same time, I I still can't think of anything better that I, I mean other than his world finest. I can't think of anything better that I've read recently. Um, sure. But my tune may change because I'm I'm going to read Jeff Johns's. Um, the Stargirl. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking children. forward to that. And then I might may, maybe look even worse on weight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Now, um, Trade of the Week, uh, Conan, the Demons of Kayati. Uh, it's a short read. It's our friend, Akira Yoshida. <laughs> I know. I, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I wonder what. CB <laughs> in his Asian pen name um, before he was busted. Um, yeah, well, firstly... Um, I've only ever read probably one other CB book ever, also under the Akira Yoshida name, which was Wolverine Soul Taker, which I do recall enjoying, and I still own a copy of. Now, this was, I felt, very good. Um, it's short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, I've got to say, it's a story of Conan basically going to the East, which you know I love, and... Um, Honestly, there's nothing I don't like about this story. I enjoyed the artwork, which I thought was very stylistic. I enjoyed the storyline of the Clash of Cultures, uh, the Demon. I could have spent more time in that Eastern land. I, I very much enjoyed this comic. Uh, my one nitpick would be I didn't really like the parable that was suddenly forced upon us at the very end of the story. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but that's a very minor nitpick. Uh, yeah. and And I... I honestly will say this. I think he just wanted to uh, inject some mysticism. I think he did, yes. Into it. and it was, But it was a bit heavy-fisted. And really, yeah. as any comic book writer will tell you, you start that parable at the start of the story. You don't start it in the fucking three yeah. quarters in, like suddenly decide you want to do a parable. Now, but that's that's a very minor point. There's so much I liked about this story. Um and I mean, to, what, the part where Conan's like, "Why aren't I in prison?" And then she's like, "Our prisons are basically different to yours." And there are the sort of ninja guys on top of the, you know, the sort of I don't know what you call it, like around the ceiling, on top of the stuff, and I'm looking down at them. And it's like, "Wow, this is a prison of sorts." And um, I, so yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a prison that doesn't require bars. Exactly, Richard. That's a very good point. Now. Um, I would give this a high recommend. Not my highest possible, and I also could have done with this being double size. I, But I very much enjoyed this for a short little Conan story where he goes to the East, and you really got a flavour of the East, uh, and you got a flavour that they were in kind of Japan, you know, the Conan version of Japan. Um, I, I have no flaws, no faults with this story, really, honestly. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Richard. Um, what were your comments on this one? Yeah, uh, I actually enjoyed it so much that I finished it so quickly that I, I messaged you and I said, dude, I didn't realize this was such a short story. It's like only a hundred and, was it like 120 pages? Oh, or no, if I'm, that, if that, I believe it might have been 90 something. Yeah, it was short. It was yeah, short. It was like really short, like a hundred pages. Like a hundred yeah. pages, I was like, oh, wow, I thought it was a trade, but I just, I blew through it so quickly. Like I literally blew through it in like once, you know, just like I sat down to start it. Yeah. And I just sort of kept reading before I knew it. I was like, oh, shit, I finished it. What oh, I wow. Think, it's only what, what I think it was, I was like, dude, we got to find something else. What I think um, it was was about a three-parter that they put into a very slender trade or maybe packed in with other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a three-parter because it did have um, chapter breaks. 
Um, yeah, I, look, Dark Horse put out a lot of good Conan product, a lot of good Conan product, much more good than bad. Oh, this is also set during King Conan's time for Conan fans, so this is set during King Conan's time. So it's always interesting to get a King Conan storyline, and it's before he's very old, so he hasn't been king for very long, um, of Aquilina, and he goes to Katare uh, on basically a trade mission, and um, hijinks ensue, um, the brother of the slave girl who befriends him um, and is the translator, which is a very handy thing, um, is kind of possessed by an evil spirit. Would you agree, Rich? Is that what it is? A demon yeah, is. probably something like that. Woodland spirit almost. Um, evil bitch, basically, and she gets her comeuppance. Um, she didn't realise, but she bit off more. Boys do get their comeuppance, Dave. Yeah, she bit off more than she could chew. And as did that guy who slashed across Conan at the start. I was like, well, you got to pay for that. Well, he, he died. <laughs> yeah, when he did that, I was like, oh, the Conan's not going to look too favourably upon that. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I don't know what to say other than this is a really good little Conan story and, and, and more proof that, uh, of course, put out a lot of good Conan content and Jesus Christ. A lot and better that than... C.B. Savolsky can actually write. Yeah, C.B. Oh, sorry, uh, 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 Kira. Yeah, maybe he needs to be under the Akira Yoshida name. Maybe he should go back maybe, to it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Look, I I don't begrudge him for for having like a pen name or whatever because a lot of lots of writers, especially in comics, have done that. Sure, it may have just been like something to get past Marvel. You know, maybe like because Marvel's restrictions or something like that. Like we don't know. Like I don't really give a um, fuck. Man. Who cares? But I'm just saying. Like, uh, <laughs> what a shame he's not actually doing writing now. Yeah, like what a shame he's just he, a fucking he, horrible editor in chief, you know. Um, well, this way, he's clearly better at writing than editing. Uh, no, no, well, not editing, but uh, um, acquiring new talent. Yeah, because I believe that's what he was in charge on, wasn't he? Wasn't he Something like? like yeah, he was like a scout. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be recruiting new talent. He's clearly better at writing than doing that. That's for sure. Sure. Look. You know, I'm I'm going to refrain from taking any shots at CB this episode because we're actually impressed with his writing ability here. Uh, it surprised me, actually. Yeah, and it was so funny. I opened up the book <laughs> and, I, and I just see who wrote it and I was just like, oh, Dave's going to love it. I said, I'm not going to say anything. I want to see if you noticed. <laughs> I and saw you literally, uh, You actually messaged me, I kid you not, when I was reading it. <laughs> when I was reading it, you messaged me and said, "Hey, written by CB." I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, you noticed." <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Look, no, no. All credit to CB. Uh, I think he hit a home run here. Like, frankly, I, I mean, I'm giving this an I'm giving this an eight point five, and I'm close to a nine. I, I very much. I, I think this is a very good story. I wish it was double sized. Um, it left me wanting more. Look, Akira Yoshida. You, you hit it out of the park. The pressure was on. Yeah. A hostile crowd, you know, <laughs> playing in front of a hostile crowd. You, yeah, like uh, <laughs> you, he actually, he had to do a, he had to make sure he was on his A game to impress old DB. <laughs> he did too. No, and, and I mean, look, Conan going to the East, you know, it's one of my favorite storylines. You know, you know, I love those kind of yeah, storylines. Well, that's why when I saw this, I was like, oh, I think Dave's going to love this. Yeah. No. I'm gonna get, actually. You know what? I'm gonna upgrade it to a nine because I honestly really have very little nitpicks about this. I very much. I like the art as well. I really enjoyed the artwork. I thought the artwork was very fitting for the sort of uh, style of story that it was. Um, what are you getting it, Rich? Yeah, I, I eight point five. Eight point five. 
Now, the uh, art uh, was a bit touch and go in some mm. um, some aspects of it weren't like super great. Uh, most of the art was fine overall, mm-hmm. um, but there were just some instances where mm. uh, I don't know, maybe the guy was pressed for time or sure. uh, he kind of rushed. But some pages were a bit like, "Ooh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not great." Um, but no, um, overall, I definitely give the art like. Sort of eight out of ten, and yeah. story is probably again about an eight point five out of ten. Uh, sure. As you said, that parable right just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, it was just also the problem was also so on the nose. It was super on the nose. It was it was you know what I mean? it was yeah. so on the nose that I was just like, come on, man, you were yeah. doing so well. Yes, yeah, EB, you 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 know you they well hey you robbed yourself of a ten. You, you you tried to do too much. You tried yeah. to get too clever. You tried to get too clever, CB. Um, but overall, a good read, uh, yeah. a very quick read, um, sure. but also because it, it flows very well. It does um, flow well. It does flow well. So no, uh, it it definitely nice a recommend from me. Conan bed the um, former slave girl, um, and you know, quite a tender scene as he mounted her. I noticed. Um, oh, I thought she mounted him. No, no, he mounted her, man. If you go back and look at the pages, dude, like it's quite clear there's a bit of fondling and then all of a sudden he's on top. No, I could have sworn that she like he, and anyway, anyway, I'm not going to get into this conversation. <laughs> we go through it with a fine tooth comb. No, uh, yeah, I'm definitely giving it a nine now that I'm remembering that scene. Uh, it's warming the heart. Uh, now, <laughs> it's warming something. Next week it's Hitman Volume 2, Rich, the long awaited. We, by the way, um, I don't know if I announced this on the show, John McRae's going to come on the show, the artist on Hitman. Um, we're going to have him oh, on, the, cool. on the show yeah. in the next couple of months. Now, I do want to mention uh, we're going to have Chuck Dixon on. Um, got a big uh, interview with Chuck coming up in the next few weeks, and uh, going to have John McRae on inside the next. Uh, it should be within the next two months. Um, we're just locking in a time, but he's talking to me. He's very keen. He's a lovely guy, and I've also got Tom DeFalco. Um, uh, basically, going to be coming on soon too. So they're all people that um, basically were on. Chuck will be the first one. So basically, we're going to have a sequence of interviews over the next couple of months, um, more tailoring starting from about a month. Now, what I'm trying to say here, what I'm taking a long time to get to is, if you have questions that you would like answered by any of these comic book creators, uh, who are all very gifted creators and very successful, um, I'd be more than happy to take your questions. So... Message um, the Facebook page Signal Doom or message me directly on Facebook, either one, um, and I will put your questions to them. I'm already I already formulate my interview sheets quite ahead of time, so it gives me time to um, you know sort of work on them and stuff because I, I I don't like to waste anybody's time. I like to try to get some mm-hmm. good questions. Um, so yeah, yeah, please do that. Uh, I know um, some people already. Brian Lazara has already put some questions out for Chuck. Um, yeah, so we've got so good. So Chuck will be the first one. Um, so he, so if you want to focus on that, but also, you know, I'd love, if you've got questions for Tom DeFalco, give them to me because seriously, that'd be great. And also for John McRae, who's a very gifted artist. Um, uh, yeah. So next week we're going to do Hitman Volume 2, um, following on. Uh, now I do want to mention the Patreon. Um, look, we've had some new Patreons recently, so thank you to everyone who supports the show. Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. For a little $1 per month, you could support the show. It all goes towards show running costs. 
Um, you know, things are going well. Um, we're getting to a stage now where we're almost going to be covering the costs of the show, um, and I'm just really hoping that we can get over that, uh, which would be nice, because there are, there are there, you know, I won't bore everyone, but there are, there are costs for running um, the shows and stuff like that. So it all, it all helps. And it, it, Usually you know, Dave's drugs. Yeah, my drugs, exactly. And uh, right, right, right now, this week, the drugs are fucking the boring kind, not recreational. Just keeping me. I mean, I think I've done well for Palpatine this show, man. I've been. Have you noticed to be more grumpy than normal because I have got no energy. I argue with you. Yeah, more. probably wasn't the best time uh, this week to do the uh, uh, Teen Titans. I've argued <laughs> with you more than normal, Rich. I apologise for that, but you're always a good sport. Apologise, bro. I love a. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teen Titans definitely got on my nose this week, didn't it? I was like, <laughs> out. like <laughs> anything to like, you know. I just like a target sometimes, Rich. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel better, it's all good. Exactly. Oh, did I mention I collected all my Gwent cards in um in uh, Witcher Three? So um, all you the- did, but I'm sure there's someone out there who cares. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm so happy with myself. It's been a long fucking project. These are digital cards, though, right? What do you mean? These, these are not actual physical cards that you've collected in the real world. These are these are no, digital the, the, in-game cards. Yeah, the right? in-game cards. You've got to beat all these yeah, people. Yeah, okay. Dude, okay. you've got to beat all these people. You've got to fucking traverse the whole fucking Yeah, continent. I'm sorry. I can't get excited for digital cards. I'm sorry, dude, right? like, it's, dude, it's not just buying them, man. I'm, I'm challenging these people in these long fucking it's matches. It's digital. It's, I'm sorry, it's digital. I can't. I just can't well, get excited that you have something want, digital. You can't take it with you. What I want is to get the achievement, which is the achievement, unlock the achievement. So I'm just trying to get there. So now I've got to play the um, what do you call them? The expansion packs, and and I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to get this fucking achievement. And if I die after I get it, I, my first thing I'll say as I roll through to heaven is mission accomplished. You know, on the side <laughs> of the gates, I'll say wave me through. Mission accomplished. You know. Got the cards. Did what, I, did what I came to do, you know? I did it, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything you'd like to put out there to the audience, Rich, before we shut this shop up? Uh, no. Um, just thanks to uh, people who uh, interact with me on Instagram and like my stuff and all that, and uh, I've got some positive uh, feedback from the show and all that sort of stuff. That's cool. uh, have had, have had a nice chat with uh, Ronald about uh, Dragon Ball. Ronald's a great guy. Dragon Ronald's Ball. a fantastic guy. Um, yeah, so to keep up with that and uh, keep listening to the show. Yeah, has Ronald convinced you yet about the aliens, man? He's really into it, dude. No, listen, <laughs> unless a fucking alien knocks on my door, Dave, and I open up and he says, hi, I'm Jim no, Jong-un from... I'm just hoping that... From this planet, I ain't believe in anything. I, I'm just hoping that on, on one channel you got me blathering on about the conspiracies, and this week I had some more conspiracies, but Ronald's very into it. He's a lot yeah. more across the details than me. And none of that will convince me, Dave. Oh, well. Jeez. Dude, it would serve you right if you got abducted. You know what I mean? If you got abducted, right. by an alien, then, then I'll then I'll say you were right. But until, okay. yeah, you're to, wrong. I look forward to that. If you said, "Oh, it's, I got abducted by aliens," I'd be like, "Well, okay, I'm right. That's all I need to know." Well, you know what? Imagine I was like such a dick. I got abducted by aliens, and I refused to tell you, yeah. and I still kept telling you that they don't exist. Yeah. They'd be a horrible person for doing that. Because <laughs> I, I, I would pretend to have sympathy just so I could get all the information of what happened on the craft. <laughs> I'm like, tell me what happened. Take me through every single moment. 
<laughs> well, they tortured me for two Where weeks. Where did the probe go? How far <laughs> up did it go? <laughs> That's what you would ask me. Uh, all right. Um, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. I'm still alive, Rich, clinging to life. I'm still here. You can do it, buddy. Yep. Thank you.